Welcome to episode 96 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our top 100 horror films of all time begins as we count down 100 to 81. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. I'm officially Adam. Oh, I feel 100. like I'm in. <laughs> He's uh, part of the gang. We initiated him uh, last night. <laughs> it involved a goat, some paddles, some fire. I just kept ex- fire. Ex- expecting to be fired before we would get to this episode. Uh, you know, this is years in the making. We're, we're just waiting for you to fire us and replace us with some better <laughs> hosts that won't have these shitty movies in their in their lists. Don't, don't you think I haven't been looking? <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, this is uh, this is an exciting moment for us. Uh, we are on episode ninety six, uh, and we're going to count down with these five episodes leading up to our top one hundred horror films of all time. Each episode, we're going to count down uh, twenty until we get to the big, uh, big number one horror film for each of us. Um, how are you guys feeling about this list? I am so excited. I kind of want to talk about all these movies all the time, so it's going to be kind of fun to actually like. It's been so hard to narrow it down to one hundred. Oh yeah. It's been such a, I don't want to say burden, because it doesn't feel like that, but so I feel like it's been on my um, consciousness for the past, like, two months. It, it's It's been, it. Uh, this is, like, the most stressful I've been. I, I've got gray hairs from this list. I started with 500 movies. I had 200 movies last night at 2 a.m. <laughs> and 20 minutes before Maddie said he was coming uh, to pick me up, I just got to my 100 without rearranging. I'm usually a guy that I like having everything prepared and notes, and I, I'm, not, I'm not there at this point because I was working right to the end. This is I, I always am like this. I'm a pain in the ass like this when it comes to lists. But uh, yeah, th- this was like it, w- it was tough. I mean, it's yeah. I, I had so many movies that I love, and then it's like, well, how do you get rid of a hundred of the or four hundred of those or whatever, however many you had to get rid of? And then even that, what order do you put it on? And I was telling Maddie on the way here, like I, it felt like Sophie's Choice. I felt like these were my these were my <laughs> babies, and it's like I'm sending them off to the slaughterhouse. Like, which ones I didn't pick? It it, it made me feel sick inside, like eliminating <laughs> some of these. It was tough. I, I know most people like they, they, they do these lists and they throw I, I, it together. I really like your passion. I'll, I'll give you the passion. <laughs> I, I, t- I take this way too seriously. And I know yeah. no one else is going to care, yeah. and my list is going to be you know. Well, we'll talk a bit about a bit about it in a, in a little in a second once we actually get into it. But yeah, I, I, I take this way too seriously. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. No, I I, I feel the same too because uh, one, I feel like I played a lot of catch up over the last like maybe three years. Mm-hmm. You know. There's a, a bunch of movies of in this, but with Shocktobers and just like really diving in, deep diving into horror. And the preparation of just watching and re-watching over the last, basically since we stopped our, our best 2020. It's been, yeah, this has been yeah. like, what, six months in the making pretty much? I, that's yeah. almost everything other than occasionally my wife being like, I don't want to watch X movie that, yeah. you know... Slasher movie that Kyle and Maddie have you watching. <laughs> she doesn't want to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3. <laughs> she is in the hate. middle of the summer. What an idiot. <laughs> she is going to hate about 95%, 96% of my list. She might like, you know, if she likes five off my list, I will be impressed. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's really tough uh, 
yeah, nailing these down. And uh, yeah, like I, I felt like there's still tons that I didn't get to rewatch. I there's know. tons that I wanted to watch for the first time. I mean, again, with these lists, you can only do so much, right? It's it's almost like a director. They say you never complete a film. I feel like the same way. You know what I mean? We never really complete no, our list. <laughs> exactly. You can you can tinker with this like right to the end, and then you know next week I might be like, ah, how did why did I put this movie in and not this movie and. It, it's uh, it's tough. Mrs. Delphire, I watched it again, <laughs> yeah. and it's a horror movie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know what? You could probably cut that into a horror movie oh, for sure, right? I I, yeah, yeah, I think someone has done a, a trailer yeah. of that, and it's it's quite good. If you can make the sh- uh, uh, the shiny into a romantic comedy, yeah. Down 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 down. One one thing uh, I wanted to ask: um, Did you guys? Um, when when you're putting together the list, did you break it down like, well, these are like film, these are like great films that are on every top ten list, so they got to be in my list. Did you think of that? And no. did you, and did you also think of like, f- did you say, did you think of like, this is a great film, it's well directed, well acted, so it has to be in my list, even if you don't love it and are excited to revisit it. No, kind of film? I, I I don't necessarily revisit, but it had yeah. to be like something that was super impactful that touched, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, how can you compare something like, say, like Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 to, say, something like Rosemary's Baby? It's yeah. kind of fucking insane to do, but, yeah. like, you're still like, well, I I What do you get out this. of it? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think listeners, when they, they hear my list, they're going to wonder why I'm doing a horror <laughs> podcast because, they're like, movies that are in everyone's, not even top 100, like top 10 are not in my top 100. Um, and then there's going to be movies that, like, even horror fans are like, that's a shitty movie. It's in my top. Like <laughs> I'm kind of curious now. And it's not like I'm trying to be a hipster. It's like these are films that I love. I get so much entertainment of. I'm excited to rewatch all the time. Like I get excited to when I put these movies in. And so that's what, what I base my list. Again, these are my favorite movies, not what I consider necessarily we're the not, best. We're not making films. like uh, the best films list where we're yeah. where we're aggregating all of our scores and putting them yeah. together. You know, this is this is a personal list. Yeah. And I, I think though too, like I think I'm gonna have maybe. <laughs> some less <laughs> less uh, revered films but i have a feeling you'll probably cover maybe some of those uh those those more respected films and then maddie i'm thinking will probably be in between is, is my guess i can see that but we'll find out yeah, yeah yeah um the other thing before we get into it uh and i don't want us to break down decade because that would be a spoiler we'll do that at the end maybe we can yeah. break down like uh stats like you know, this was my most uh, director had this director had the most flicks, or this decade was the most represented. But I, I guess is there any is there any decades that you thought would have been more or weren't in enough? Or yeah, I don't have much from the '60s, which is weird. Huh? I have more from the '50s than I do the '60s, which I thought is very odd. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, uh, and that's like, that's not much at all. Yeah, I I I don't know. I think I'm gonna yeah. give stuff away if I. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I'll, I'll say that, um, and I think ninety percent is from the '80s. A lot of my list is '70s, '80s, but yeah. also um, if you, if anyone listened to our uh, episode, I think it was our 75th where we did the best of uh, last decade, and I complained that wasn't a great decade. I stand by it Ooh. because for me. I made a prediction the I think other I, night that you'll have zero on that list. Yeah. I think I think I'm I don't even know, but I think it's like one or two at most from wow. that decade. That's it. So and the other thing is some uh, I guess early. I don't know if I have too many really old silent films. Um No. And again, there, there's films I, I like. I cut but, a silent film today. I had one that was was there, but I didn't get to rewatch. 
Okay. I've seen two or three times. I thought, well, I've seen it two or three times, and I thought about it was like one of the I saw yeah. fifteen years ago. I don't know this enough, and this other one. So there's some sort of recency bias. I would say. I was actually going to say that because like yeah. if I haven't watched the movie in say like say like eight years, I can't talk about it with any like. It, it, it a few of them I did because maybe I've watched X movie five yeah. times before, or yeah. I've watched. I know that that movie just like shook yeah. me to my core or whatever. It's it's going to be on the list, but there is. I, I do think when I was looking at it and I was looking at my list and I, I have it all in letterboxed, most of them have a rating. Okay. So yeah, that means I, I'm I've the watched way. them recently. And I, yeah, I feel like, and there's going to be some great films left off because of that. What I tried to do is again, I spent way too much time. Like I, for like almost when I was narrowed it down to 200, I started doing this. I would pick a flick throw it in YouTube and watch every clip and trailer I could find for this. So every like out of those 200, I spent a half an hour watching <laughs> just to try to like refresh my memory. But even that, that helps you for movies you haven't maybe seen in 10 years. But it's also, even that is a bit of a bias because that's like, when you look at clips, it's the Here 10 best the scenes. Best. And, and some films like, you know, maybe the rest of the film isn't great, but those like, you know, I, I guess I'll say you watch a Lucio yeah. Fucci yeah. To watch the 10 best scenes, you're going to be like, yeah, fuck, this movie's the yeah. best. And you watch the whole thing, and you're like, yeah. ah, maybe it doesn't. But that being said, say you watch Audition, and you watch like the 10 best scenes, Yeah. Like, ah, okay, well, cool. Exactly. But... The bias could also work in the other way, yeah. where sometimes you have to watch the movie as a whole. So, yeah, this this list is not going to be, you know, I'm sure if I did this Spoilers, years, it's not perfect. It would, yeah, 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 exactly. This list is not perfect, everybody out there, wait, so. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, just wait. Just turn wait, it speak off. Speak for yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, I think this is the perfect, I've curated the best 100 movies of all time, I think. Matty, yeah. you know you can only have Boar once on your list, all oh. right? You can't have it for guys. I'm out. 100 to 81. <laughs> well, he's got the director's cut. I yeah. have the actually, Japanese cut. Me and the director are so tight. He actually sent me uh, the part two. It's called Borgy. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. Honestly, the Boar sales from your guys' most heated yeah. argument in the hundred episodes is 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 about Boar. Guys, I think it's just becoming this a joke. October. <laughs> a long time. We yeah. have to watch Boar. Like we have to get some beers. Like I'm gonna get some uh, oh some Waterloo Dark. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And some like pork rinds, and we're going to watch Boar. <laughs> this is going to be a party, man. Well, I will just say <laughs> we'll um, get a projector in here. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm going to throw out one spoiler before we jump into it. I'm wearing on my shirt is uh, a movie that may be in my top 100. Uh, for the listeners out there, I'm rocking uh, a Grizzly shirt, which is uh, amazing, and we may talk about it. Uh, some point. Yeah, there's no doubt during this uh, hundred. Kyle's already given out his whole list. He's already. <laughs> well, I, just, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. say that I'm wearing a grizzly shirt because I'm yeah. so excited about this. Like, who thought a grizzly shirt would exist? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's the one that came with the Severin. Number? Severin, yeah, uh, Severin. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, anything else you guys want to add, or should we jump into it? Or oh, actually, one, one other thing I did want to add. Um, any rules? I know, like, there's no rules that we did as a group. Any that mm-hmm. you set for yourself? Uh, not really. No, not really. I would just say I'm just I almost anything that could be included as a horror I probably did I'll say that I'm just gonna name three movies though these aren't that would have made my list but I'm nixing them uh, Zodiac I would just say even though I find some of the scenes in that Horrific. are fucking some of the scariest in any movie I also yeah. agree with this. I do feel like mm-hmm. as it's like it is more of a two and a half hour crime film yeah when when I tried to do like is it horror or not I looked at the movie as a whole like. Does the score kind of feel like horror at times? Does the atmosphere, is there, the settings kind of feel like... So even though there's some movies that someone might say, well, that, and I'll get into them when they show up, yeah. that's not horror. I think I looked at it as a whole, whereas I think Zodiac 
as a whole, I don't know if it feels like a horror film, even though there are some really hurt yeah, scenes. Um, the other one is uh, probably would have made my list near the end, but I love this movie, Teen Wolf, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. As much, even though it is a werewolf, yeah, the re- the whole film is really a teen romp. Like, there's no horror outside the fact that he's a werewolf that plays basketball. There's like maybe the one scene where he finds out his but his dad. That's yeah, kind but, of but even that, it's not like there's no there. There's that's no. That's the only one that shot that way. Yeah, yeah. It, there's not too much. It feels like a horror film. And then the last one is uh, Predator. Um, I yeah, love this film. Yeah. Um, there are some definitely horror moments Elements, to it. But it's more of an action. But I do feel flick. like overall, yeah, like the score is definitely makes it the actors. Most mm-hmm. of it feels more like an action movie than a horror. So yeah, the other ones when they come up in my list, I'll tell why I think they fit horror because there's definitely going to be some that people may question on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for the most part, if I thought it could be horror, I figured out are a way to fit it in. Putting on Predator Two, I want to see. But yeah, I just want to throw out those three. Not honorable mentions because those actually would have been in my top 100, but I decided they do not fit. Horror. You got some laws. Um, a man's got to have a code. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess the Sandlot uh, <laughs> was the one for me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the dog the is beast. pretty scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's actually they tell that story. Yeah, they tell the the campfire tale. And even um, Dennis Leary seems a little bit scary from time to time, right? <laughs> He's cracking beers. And yeah, blah, I don't know blah, if blah. I want to be around Dennis Leary. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, should we just jump into it then, or yeah? Who wants to start their top 100? Oh, who wants to go first? You're both looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can go first. I, I don't mind. Uh, speaking of like highly rated, uh, higher upper echelon art house films, from uh, 1986, I put From Beyond as my top 100. And this was such a hard choice because that 100 is the hardest one to do. Have you seen From Beyond? No, I haven't. This is Stuart it, Gordon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Lovecraftian, this old scientist. Uh, starts this, um, I don't even know what it is, it's a gamma ray or some shit like that, but as he starts it, these like crazy fish start coming alive and start biting people. I think he creates like a void to another dimension yeah, or some shit, right? chaos, and it doesn't matter. The movie just gets stupider and stupider. The acting's so cheesy, but the effects and the characters are so much fun. Huh. When the guy peels off his face, Ken Forte is so much fun in this, and who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. He can't act, but the fact that he can't act make him... Oh. I, th- I think he's good, but I think he's definitely over the top yeah. in this. And you're forgetting Barbara Crampton, who's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like and the, uh, the whips and chains kind of number. Yeah, there's definitely some sexual uh, sexual overtones in this. But uh, it's it's also very Lovecraftian as well. And when you, wherever you think this movie is going to go, it does not go there. Like, if you start this movie like, oh, I, th- I know where this is going. You have no fucking idea where this movie is going. That's what makes it so much fun to have, like, a bunch of beers and just see where this goes. And the atmosphere almost feels like a 1950s sci-fi movie, but the gore seems like a splatter movie from the 1980s. Well, I think it's, yeah. it's very colorful, too. Got a lot of, like, uh, 80s pinks and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Like, Purples. It, it's a very, it's a, it's a good-looking film. It's almost like an EC comic in the way it's yeah, kind of, yeah, like, uh, exactly. lighted yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fun one, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the gore is insane. And even the monsters look kind of fucking cool. Like, how often do you get uh, 3D fish swimming around in this certain dimension and a fucking dune worm or a sandworm in the basement? All the time, actually. All the time, Maddie. (laughs) Come over to my house once in a while and you'll see. You can see see my giant sandworm (laughs) in the basement. (laughs) Uh, I've I've fallen for this before, actually, buddy. (laughs) Um, Cool, yeah, that's a a good movie, good pick. All right, I guess I'm going to do my uh, number 100. So my number 100 is Frenzy, Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy uh, from 1972. Um, So this is basically like Hitchcock going back to London 
shooting in London, and also shooting without a code. So violence, nudity, they're fair it's game. It's cool. When uh, I said the man's got to have a code, I was wrong, apparently, yeah. right? <laughs> this, well, he, he, uh, he, he got the code lifted, and he got to make basically the most lurid, uh, unhinged in some ways, uh, and all the sequences still play with suspense. So even though he's showing more violence and showing more nudity, there's still like the 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 kind of formal technique that he always has holding it all together. I had watched this years ago. I've, I haven't seen this actually, so I'm actually curious. Have either of you? Seen I've it? no, I haven't seen it either. It uh, seems interesting that Howard Chuck would do like a like a, a, a what's a what's it called uh, when you get a bit a lewd movie. Yeah, so basically it's about this necktie murderer and and who's going around killing these women with you know a, a tie, <laughs> and and it, the opening scene which he's he's in it's like they're giving this speech about how they're going to clean up the river the. the the River Thames, <laughs> and then this woman's body just floats up completely naked with a necktie around her oh, waist. Oh, that's a cool opening and, scene. And uh, there's a ton of these kind of scenes, and it's also like filled with all this amazing black humor. Um, and I, I originally saw it, and I'd watched like 20 Hitchcock movies in two weeks, and I saw this <laughs> near the end because it's near it's the second last movie yeah. ever made. And I was kind of underwhelmed. There's no big stars in it. It It's 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 a little bit rough around the edges sometimes. Like London, it's not. He's shooting in London. He's not on a uh, a movie it, set. Sixties like London, sixties right? Seventies. Okay, 70s. so it's still a bit dirty. It's very dirty. Not, um, yeah. but man, there's some great scenes. There's a scene with a body in a potato sack where the killer needs to get something from her. That's incredible and you're like this guy's fucking disgusting but the tension about him getting caught or not getting caught um so i rewatched it and it hit me like a ton of bricks that this would i couldn't believe that i thought originally that it wasn't that great it's up there with some of his best movies that he's ever made crazy yeah because that seems like something i'd be into like you know get some uh, splatter film and some violence and some titties up in an alfred hitchcock movie it's i'm gay (laughs) and you've got like his humor like the the detectives that are kind of bumbling and idiot Mm -hmm. uh, idiots and there's the one who's having uh dinner with his wife but his wife no longer uh, cooks the british meals so she's cooking like quail or whatever (laughs) this soup with all these these ugly fish in it or whatever and he's telling about the grizzly murders and she's oh tell me more about this and he's trying to hide the food during these these conversations it's it's great it's really good so that's my number 100 cool yeah that's one i've been wanting to check out and probably will soon Mm -hmm. uh my top 100 uh is a little clue here don't just stare at it eat it (laughs) (laughs) of course i'm talking about from uh 2000 American Psycho. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, awesome. This film is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's dar- a lot of dark comedy, It's but then there's like really disturbing moments. It's misogynistic at times. It definitely seems like it, but it's weird because it's written by two females and directed yeah. by a female, even though it's based on a male's book and that the book is supposed to be way worse. There's just, I, I, this is such a weird film. It's like, it's so fucked up and dark. Yeah. But yet you're kind of laughing at like every, everything. <laughs> the that comes scenes with Chris, Christian Bale 
he's and playing oh, the music so and yeah. Talking, yeah, he's the, dancing to like uh, a amazing. pop me yeah, about Huey Lewis yeah. in the news. <laughs> And yeah, it's just it's got like a great supporting cast. Your Leto's in there, Leto or Leto? Yeah, Leto. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Um, You're but, supposed to hate him, but you kind of find him charming in a weird way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and the, he's he pretty much says in the beginning like he's not human. He feels nothing. Mm-hmm. So he goes and does all this, and he always like openly tells people, and they just like laugh out. They think it's a joke. <laughs> this takes place in New York City. Uh, during the 80s, the, oh, the yuppie scene with all like... economics. Yeah, exactly. Stock, all the stock markets and, and people with way too much money on their hands and cocaine. And and uh, yeah, it's just him going around murdering people. Um, but it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just such a weird fucked up movie, I think is the best way to describe this. And again, it's another movie that kind of, uh, it simmers. Like, it, and... It starts off in a, um, he's telling the story about he's like, uh, I wash myself three times a day. Yeah. He kind of gets crazier and crazier. It goes on. He starts murdering people. Yeah. And it's almost like uh, at the end of it, it spiraled out of control. Yeah. It's, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, again, like it's so, there are some really just, like there's a scene with, with the homeless guy and his little dog that is fucking disturbing, man. <laughs> yeah. That haunts me. But then, like, the next scene, you're laughing your head off as he's chasing someone with a chainsaw mm-hmm. and hacking people up. Because it's just this weird mix. And I, I don't know. I think I think it all works uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 99 from 2001, Jeepers Creepers. This is kind of a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A hard pick because of the director, Victor Salva. But... I assume there's a movie on all your guys' lists that's probably going to be a bit worse, <laughs> maybe. Well, probably about the same. I don't know if one's worse. Yeah, than fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But again, I like how this starts off with these two kids, college kids, who are kind of charming, driving down this open road, and they see this uh, monstrous van uh, following him. Like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, that scene yeah. is crazy. And as they drive by, you see them throwing down this like uh, body shape down a chute. How creepy was that? Well, it's very like the 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 first half of the film was very dual, mm-hmm. like Spielberg's yeah. dual, and then the second half becomes it a gets creature crazier movie. and crazier. And I really like the uh, monster as well. The oh, origin yeah. how it wakes up for like every twenty three years to eat for twenty three days. What an interesting story for a monster that hasn't been done in a while. I think that creature is one of the best. Mm-hmm. At least modern uh, monsters out there, like you know, the '80s. You go back. There's not too many after the '80s of memorable, you know, monster characters. We, we you know, you can probably count them on your one yeah. hand. I think Jeepers Creepers is definitely high up on that. And on that he list. looks so cool, right? Yeah. And the actual uh, what's that mausoleum where he has all these bodies is insanely creepy. This and is the, one I need to rewatch because yeah. I, I I saw multiple times. A little bit in outer space, yeah. let's put it that way. Um, uh, and the the opening scene just would like terrify me every time because I would be like, it? "Oh my god!" What I'd watch the whole thing, but by the end, mm. I was just like more outer zoned space. out. Uh, so I've been meaning to rewatch because you guys have talked about it a lot, and I remember yeah. it. it, mm-hmm. it, it it was one I didn't quite get to uh, on this. So. Well, the relationship between Justin Long and his sister is a lot of fun, too. Like, they're both, you want to see these busters, characters. Yeah. You and know, the king, it. Steve Zahn, right? No, that's Joyride. No, Joyride. Oh, who's, who's Justin the, Long. Justin, Justin Long, Long and, and his sister. I forget who his sister Le- is. Ugh, I couldn't even tell you. But, yeah, yeah and I love the uh, the license plate beating you. Beating you. <laughs> And also the uh, Jeepers Creepers. Like, yeah. they they made that song super creepy. Right? And I, I've actually heard this is based on a true story 
of, I guess it was someone in uh, Michigan who, uh, there was a couple driving by and saw this guy disposing of his wife behind like a school or something. So they, he saw them, he, they saw oh, him. Right. Yeah, so yeah. they fo- followed him for a couple of miles down the road and uh, the cops obviously caught him, but this started the uh, seeds. It's Gina Phillips is the, uh, is yeah. the actress in it, yeah. Yeah, cool. it's a great movie. Um, and I think I was thinking of uh, the sergeant in this was the the kind of like uh, card guy. Um, so my number ninety nine is from nineteen seventy one. The abdom- abdominal uh, Doctor Fives. Oh, sweet! Nice. Um, uh, so this is the Vincent Price vehicle um, that has just an incredible production design and stylish direction. <laughs> It is slick as anything, right? And you've got Vincent Price playing this role where he doesn't use that voice for mm-hmm. the most part, which is his mm-hmm. big power you know, asset. Um, but he's incredible in this. He's one mm. hand the most campy, you know, over the top performance yeah. he's ever given, and the other hand the most heartfelt. Yeah. So basically, it's a story about this, you know, Doctor Fives, whose yeah. wife has died in in this accident, and she, he blames all the doctors and the nurse who fucked him who, over, who, who couldn't he, save her, yeah, couldn't save her, and he's gonna go kill them all in in all these different in ways, crazy chaotic ways, right? Well, they're, they're all based on the, the, uh, seven the Bible, right? Yeah, the yeah. plagues of the Bible. Yeah, they're, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, they're the yeah, it's the 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 Jewish uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, so the yeah, pharaohs yeah. and yeah. Um, so you, 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 you've got locusts, you've got <laughs> frogs, uh, you've got a fr- fr- guy freezing to yeah. death. You've got all these incredible kills, but the whole mm-hmm. time you've got this, this performance from him that mm-hmm. is, I, I, I think it's maybe his best performance and I love Vincent Price, but there's layers mm-hmm. to it. Um, the only, I'd, I'd maybe put his performance in, um, uh, Witchfinder General. Oh yeah. That. He's pretty fucking... Evil in that film, like you don't even recognize the charming Vincent Price at all in that film. But uh, yeah, I agree. This is definitely one of his best. Um, what's cool about this is how like slick everything is. There's no need for the uh, in the car how the windows have the uh, picture of the man. Yeah, but there's no need for there's no need for the uh, TikTok players. What are they called? The wizards? Uh, oh, the, the clockwork, yeah, clockwork wizards. wizards. There's no need for it, but it just makes it so or even shiny. The, or even the the last <laughs> kind of like a, just elaborate death to, yeah. to kill. It's, it looks like a gumball machine, yeah. but in the coolest way possible. It's pretty much the original Saw. This yeah, movie. Like there's a, the, all all the deaths are like so yeah. elaborate and goofy, but they're so that's what makes yeah. them memorable and fun. And the 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 police force that is this bumbling <laughs> yeah. idiots oh, yeah, yeah. that are so so great. So um, yeah, I, that's that's my number nine. Yeah, that's a, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, the great one. Um, Cool. Uh, if anyone's been a long-time listener of this podcast, they know one of my favorite subgenres of horror is the anthology. Um, so I, I definitely have a couple on this list. VHS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that no. would be insane, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Went back and watched yeah. it. It's a five. <laughs> five out of five. No, uh, my number nine is from 1965. The first Amicus anthology, actually, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Um, this is one I just find a lot of fun. This is the one where they all meet up on the uh, train. train. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. And it's like the whole cat. It's got Peter Cushing, uh, Christopher Lee, Donald Sutherland, uh, a couple other guys. You'll recognize mm-hmm. their faces. But uh, Peter Peter Cushing on there pulls out as uh, while they're on the train, he pulls out his tarot cards and says he'll, he's going to give them their show them their destiny. So each story is what's their future, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
And you get a mix of everything. The first story is a werewolf one. The, the second story is about um, plants. killer plants, which is pr- probably my favorite. Yeah, mm. I love that one. There's a voodoo one, which is a lot of fun, too. That's my favorite, actually. Where the, the uh, jazz. The jazz player, yeah, he steals this uh, voodoo, uh, yeah. voodoo um, song. Uh, mamba. Ceremony song. <laughs> and then they, uh, and yeah, like when he's playing at the club and the wind yeah. and everything, and then they come for revenge. Uh, there's Disembodied Hand, which is a lot of fun as well. That's mm. where... Uh, Christopher Lee and, and Michael Go is it Go or Go? Alfred? Yeah, Alfred from the '89 Batman. Uh, that's another fun one where um, a critic and a, a critic is always leaves like this uh, um, uh, prick kind of critic, and he's always tearing apart this artist's work, and uh, pretty much ends up he, he ends up losing his hands, and it's like this great revenge tale. Of, but the back and forth between them two is like yeah. like he'll it's insult biting. him, but then he'll have like some other way to make Christopher Lee look bad. Um, and then it ends with a vampire one, which is a fun little twist as well. So it's it's one of the few an- anthologies where I think like all five, I mean, work. I would say two or three are stronger than two of them, yeah. but I would say all five of them work. There's not like any stinkers in there. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, it's a lot of fun. And this is what started it all. I mean, I'm sure we yeah. would have had, well, there's anthology before there, but this is what started the Amicus and Amicus yeah. are probably the, the kings the of the anthology film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have chosen, you know, Almost all of them could have yeah. made my list. So, uh, yeah, that's my number ninety-nine. Doctor Terror's House of Horror. Ninety-eight. What if I told you guys there was a movie where uh, Dracula, the Gill Man, uh, and the Wolf Man and uh, Frankenstein teams up, <laughs> and they got to get fought by uh, a treehouse gang and uh, a Nazi survivor <laughs> from the camps from um, nineteen eighty-seven, The Monster Squad. <laughs> what a crazy movie f- made for kids. And I don't know if I love it because I watched it so much growing up. Like that yep. was like going to the video store and just getting the VHS like every other weekend or something like that. And just kind of wanting to be these kids. Like as crazy as it sounds, like what kids actually want to see uh, Dracula and the, the Wolfman and the uh, Gilman. But yeah, I think well, it's kind of it's fun. It's pretty much the Goonies, I always say, versus the Universal Monsters. Yeah. I, the one thing I, I think the universal, sorry, the, I think the monsters in this movie are some of the best designs. Like that's the, one of the, the best Gilman, Gilman design. Insane. The mummy looks great. Yeah. Um, even F- Wolfman and Frankenstein. I would say Dracula. I like his character in the movie. I think the actor is kind of yeah. the weakest link. Yeah, he's not that great. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's, it's still fun. cool. Like yeah. I really enjoy the even the kid in Frankenstein like teaming up this time instead of uh, the opposite. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my uh, pick. Cool, cool. Uh, so my number ninety eight is similar theme, I guess. Uh, uh, Dracula, pages from a virgin's diary from Guy Madden uh, from two thousand and two. Um, so this is the weirdest fucking combination of a movie. So I almost had two Guy Madden movies on here, and the l- last second, uh, careful was was the other one, and I I thought, uh, is it as kind of fever dream nightmarish is this and i i talked myself out out of it but there could have been two that would have been near the end and basically guy madden takes silent film technique avant-garde imagery 21st century technology that you could only have to put these things together and it's shot in a german expressionistic style that would have been like (laughs) horror movies in the 20s and it turns dracula into an Nightmare riddled fever dream. And okay, this, this, this sounds insane. It's insane. And uh, I didn't mention that it was commissioned to adapt a Royal Winnipeg Ballet production for Canadian television. <laughs> what the fuck? Is 
<laughs> so it is a Dracula ballet shot in the style Holy of the silent moly. films plus all this other sort of film theory that he's brought in here. It's basically Fantasia. That's what it is. It's a, a horror Fantasia. It's haunting and gorgeous. And it tells, it. for my money, it is the best version of Dracula. Better than Monster Squad. It, it, well, it, I guess that doesn't tell the origin story yeah, of, enough, of Dracula. Enough, enough. This is the story, Bram Stoker, Stoker's Dracula. So knowing that done helps you with this. Dance? Done to a ballet. <laughs> That's insane. But he doesn't care about the ballet. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care. So you get these shots of red, because it's mostly in black and white, but then you get these very expressionist shots of red when someone is dying or the blood is coming out. It is still using horror imagery all the time. Yeah. So I guess he got accosted when it first came out from like a dancer being like, this is the worst shot dance ballet because <laughs> yeah. he was supposed to do that. He was like, well, I didn't even think about shooting yeah. the ballet. Like, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to use that as the kind of structure to tell this story. It's it's magical and it is a giant Dracula n- nightmare. So being a ballet, is it just a lot of music or is there... There's music and, and there's title cards. It's a silent film. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes. Um, hmm. Uh, how, how, how long is it? Uh, maybe 80 minutes. Okay, so like I, I figure like 60 minutes because anything longer than 80, it's going to overstay its welcome. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it's it, like probably the one thing that occasionally happens is you get so hypnotized by it. Yeah. Um, but it, it changes locations. You're, you're, you're going through the story. You're, you're going through the story of Dracula in such an efficient economical way it blew me away it absolutely all right blew me away. guy madden is a, a like there's no one else like him he seems like a renegade cowboy actually he, is, he just makes movies in winnipeg whatever the fuck he wants i only know him from the criterion closet videos bag bag it bag it yeah. it's just him fucking loading up his bag with the movies and every time he's just like bag bagging it <laughs> going from shelf to shelf it's awesome uh, i need to yeah i need to see his films uh, this is going to probably be a strange pick for many. Um, number 98 from 2003, Identity. Oh, shit. This is the John Cusack mm-hmm. horror film. I could have actually chosen 1408 because I really enjoyed that movie as well. Uh, yeah, I watched this movie uh, again uh, last October and, and just had such a blast with it. It's kind of an Agatha Christie style horror film where all these people under whatever circumstance end up at this hotel mm-hmm. um, due to the weather and whatnot. And they're all getting knocked off one by one. And each one, there's like the the uh, the key card with the number. So they're like counting mm-hmm. down. And this is all happening while there's this, another side story where- the Court um, procedural. Yeah, there's like, they're trying to, the, the lawyer for some murder is trying mm-hmm. to pr- prove that he's um, legally insane. Um, so that story is is mixing with this one. And it's just, it's got, like, of the 2000s, that cast. Yeah. Like, it's got all, you got John Cusack, you got Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, uh, John Hawks, Rebecca De Mornay, Jake Busey. Like, just this whole, you yeah. all these actors, you've, you've seen stuff. And it, it's just fun. Like, the deaths are pretty violent. Like, it's not like, you know, one of those movies where, you know, it's off screen, like, heads you find like get locked I definitely off. need yeah. to watch this again because it, it was from an era where and... now I, I that movie and Runaway Jury are like the same movie to me but like <laughs> is that the Polly Shore one? <laughs> no, no that, that's no. A, another John Cusack uh, uh, Grism I think isn't it? Uh, with Gene Hackman yeah. right? But they, I've seen both of them I probably saw them completely with, different yeah. yeah completely different movies <laughs> yeah. but sometimes I get like scenes of each and yeah. when you mentioned it last October I was like 
I, I need I, that's one I need to. I, really I think the mystery uh, of this one works, and, yeah, it and, does. and one thing I noticed, like watching it, knowing the ending, is there's a lot of like details that are actually hidden in. It's not like just this ending thrown in to like yeah. shock you. It's like no, they that's all built up throughout if you pay attention. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's one that I think is kind of uh, yeah, it is awesome. You, you don't hear enough people and what's talking great about, about the, it. It's the atmosphere because it's just pouring down torrential rain the entire yeah, I remember time, that, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, and it's like an old school style yeah. uh, motel, like one of those ones. It's not like a big, you know. Yeah, it's a little motel uh, on the side of the road, kind a of place, motel so. motel. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, yeah, I, 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 there's gonna be a couple in here. Two thousands again. I, I know we've argued about it, but yeah. I, I stand by. I think you know maybe not overall, but I think if you had to pick ten, 10. from that one, there's. There's some great, you could great do movies from that Next, uh, next month decade. will be top 25 from the 2000s, from the I, I, I think I would definitely enjoy doing top 10 from the 2000s than I would from the 2010s. <laughs> That's what I got yeah. when I was putting together this list. What about 25? You think you do 25 or what? I could probably, do, <laughs> I could probably just do 25. That's, it might be harder yeah. to do that. Yeah. But I, I like I had a lot in my list that I had yeah. to nix near the end. Uh, but there's definitely a couple coming up. Awesome. Uh, 97, speaking of anthologies, a trilogy of terror from 1975. This actually might be the only made-for-television movie on my list. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, uh, what's great about this is I think Karen Black deserves an Oscar for playing five different roles in this. Four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. We'll say five because the end of the Zuni doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's uh, directed by Dan Black, and it's all like uh, Matheson stories. So it feels like uh, three different episodes of The Twilight Zone, but they're all awesome, and they all have this cool... 70s feel to them in a they great way. They definitely do, yeah. Dan Curtis, by the way, Maddie. Oh, I thought it was Dan. Yeah, Dan Curtis. Karen Black. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you had it right. Yeah, you had the Karen Black part, right? Yeah. But not everything, Maddie. Not, not everything, not right? Everything. That's off your list. Speed <laughs> All right. My 97 is actually. Uh, <laughs> Had to correct that because Dan Curtis has uh, quite the fan. Yeah, fan yeah, yeah. There's a customer at Brew Time called Dan Black. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, well, yeah, and a lot of people call him Man Curtis. They like him so much. Uh, I was thinking Jan Curtis, isn't that somebody? <laughs> uh, that, that's his, his wife. Uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the last tale of this with the uh, Zuni. That's why it's so high. One of my favorite um, anthology list segments is ever. because that segment is so cool and that doll looks amazing, and I really like the uh, first story too. The first story is my favorite. Kind story, of flips know. everything on the ear. Mm-hmm. There is a lull in the second one, but I still kind of like it a lot. I don't even think the cool second it one. It, I don't think it's yeah. bad though. Like I no, still like it's, the second but yeah. again, yeah. these two are so yeah. high up there that this one feels like a lull, but it's really not. You put that in any other anthology, it's. I, I still awesome. regret that when we went to your bachelor party. Party into uh, Jersey or whatever, yep. and they had the the Zuni fetish doll, and I think it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was like, like 150 American. No, it was 300. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. So I was like contemplating, but it would have been yeah. like all my spending money. Yeah, um, but it might have been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just bummed uh, beers off you guys yeah, the whole right, trip. Yeah, it's, 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 Sorry, guys, I spent all my money. Atlantic on this. City beers are like two bucks. Yeah. Maybe we'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah. one day I'm going to get that. One day I'm going to get it. All right, my number 97. From 1980, Dress to Kill. Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. Um, A ridiculous and somewhat problematic movie (laughs) uh, that I find transcends all of that because it's basically a masterclass of pure cinema. Like, it's something that you don't... Don't get too bogged down with the plot. You know, he's definitely ripping off, like, six different Hitchcock movies. Doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Uh, because it's it's like a marriage of Hitchcock and Giallo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it's like he just watched a bunch of Argento and was like, "Oh, I could put this in Psycho and Vertigo and Rear Window and all this together." Yeah, it works, <laughs> and it works so well. Uh, you know, he's got a formal dis- dexterity that delves into the most unseemly 
just human gestures. Um, there's incredible sequences right from the beginning. It almost starts as like a softcore porno yeah. at first, which is, I, I forgot well, about Isn't that. the first half an hour like a chase through like, a, not a chase, it's like a romantic... Um, back and forth back and, and forth in, in a museum, museum yeah. which is inc- yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. sequence. Yeah. Um, and he just, they're filled with incredible sequences. So you, you look back, there's no logic, there's no plot to almost all of this, but he's going to make sure that every sequence is super cool and the camera's always doing something incredibly interesting in a way that only a movie camera can mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. do. So, um, I don't think yeah. De Palma gets enough credit. Like, I think every like, especially at this time, everyone saw him as like a, a second rate Hitchcock, and like I get it, he did, it's definitely doing that style. But again, this is like what twenty years later, but or ten or twenty years later since Hitchcock's last film. It, this would have been four years after Hitchcock's last film. Oh, okay, sorry, uh, I didn't but know it, he was going that late. But uh, yeah, it, to, to me, it still has like his own. The De Palma style. The the difference is is like so he's ripping off Hitchcock and Hawks and Godard and whoever else to build this great mm. cinema language. Tarantino just rips off Z grade movies yeah. and, and un, unknown kind of action mm. flicks and all these kind of things. Still masterful. Yeah. But he doesn't ever get like, oh well, you're just doing that, but not quite as well. Because no De Palma's really stealing from the, the very best yeah, movie makers yeah. of all time, and yeah. Tarantino can only go up because these guys were usually hacks, and he's taking the best parts yeah. of them. I, I I think too, De Palma over the years kind of formed his own style. Like it, it became the De Palma style, not the Hitchcock mm-hmm. style. Like. I, this movie is a De Palma style. Yeah, like Hitchcock would never have like. I just talked about the sleaziest of Hitchcock yeah, yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is like 10,000 <laughs> yeah. times more sleazy. Yeah. It's the sleaziest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he takes basically an idea. The, the problem with him sometimes is he'll just take an idea and doesn't care that it's actually super offensive and, and problematic. And, and there's definitely but, that. But do you think it was at the time that this was made? Yeah, they, they protested okay. the movie. Oh, did they? Yeah, even Ebert, who gave it like a huge review, was basically like, yeah, this is a hugely transphobic oh, interesting. movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people, you know, knew he, he was marginalized. Now, I don't think he did, because he came, came out later and he thought, oh, it was just a plot device. I wasn't saying that everybody was like this. Yeah. But it was the way he was doing it, saying that, the split personality could even exist like that, which is not how... Yeah, it works. Yeah. I don't know how any of that works, so I will just keep my <laughs> mouth shut. I don't want to say something to offend someone, anyone. I will say, yeah, I this is one I, I wish I, I had, like, if I had five more films, time to watch five more films, this was in my list to revisit. I didn't get a chance. So, so I, I got it, this one done yeah. in three uh, little clips the last three days. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Like 20 minutes here, <laughs> half hour there? Yeah, because I knew I, did, I had no time the last few days to watch yeah. any more stuff, and I was like, I'm watching this because I... I feel like I, I I had the Criterion Collection one, which I've never seen, which also adds mm-hmm. a few things from the original yeah. cut I had seen. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I I was gonna watch the throat cut this. is a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, Angie Dickinson's incredible in this as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like in that playing that kind of Marion Crane uh, sort of role. Anyways, cool. 
my number seven is number seven. <laughs> Sorry, Whoa. he's skipping ahead. His number seven is Grizzly. Death to Smoochie. This could be seven too. Uh, my list is pretty much inter- no interchangeable. No, uh, this is ninety-seven for me. Uh, again, another one of my other favorite subgenres, uh, Nature Gone Amok. This is from uh, nineteen eighty-two. Deadly Eyes. Oh, shit. Now, this is a little uh, filmed actually in, in Toronto? Toronto, I believe, yeah. Canadian uh, film. Uh, stars um, a bunch of people I don't really recognize. Scott yeah. McCruthers is in there, though. But uh, it, it opens up. You have um, this woman. Uh, she um, uh, She's a health inspector, and she has this, uh, this grain is burnt, uh, has it all burned because uh, there's steroids or whatever in it. But it turns out that all these rats had been eating off it, so they all get huge, and they have nowhere to go now that their food supply is gone, and they end up in the streets of Toronto, although it's, oh, yeah. I'm sure it's supposed to be New York or yeah. something, I think. Um, but this film is insane. It's so much <laughs> it's fucking awesome. fun, man. Uh, you have they they get like Dobermans and put rat outfits on okay. top of them it, for time. More, more like 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 was that dash hounds? <laughs> or maybe is it dash yeah, hounds or Dobermans? Yeah, sorry. But yeah, it's. Uh, but I, I would say surprisingly, a lot of it looks yeah. pretty good, even though some of it you can like tell. Like, ah. I think that's part of its charm. How it's like, like yeah. you can tell it's dash hounds wearing rat outfits. I, I don't know. I, I still think it's done really well. But like, what's great about it is it pulls no punches. This is surprisingly for a nature gun. This yeah. is a vicious movie. Uh, yeah, Without spoiling too much, no there's one's a, like safe in this movie. No, like I, yeah. I guess I will spoil this. Yeah. The, there's a woman. She leaves the room, comes yeah. back, and the baby yeah. at the fucking high chair yeah. has been taken, and you just see a trail of blood. Yeah. Old people get killed. Uh, animals get killed. Yeah, no one is yeah. safe. This this movie is not afraid of breaking those mm-hmm. horror rules. Um, there's a great uh, finale in a subway uh, sub um, uh, subway tunnels, which is really cool. And uh, one of my favorite scene is during a Bruce Lee marathon, the the rats come and attack all the people in the theater and eat them, and, and it yeah, almost like blob like in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of glorious violence, and it's just it's mm-hmm. one of those films. There's also like a there's a story too where there's like a, the the basketball coach and the the young high school girl that's in love with him, mm-hmm. and she's like this really hot, attractive young woman. Um, that's obviously not a high school girl. Yeah. Uh, so you're allowed to say that. Yeah, or else I'm going to prison. But no, like she, he comes home and she's like literally, she broke into his house and is waiting in his bed, like in her lingerie. And he's actually trying to like, you know, get with this other woman and that caused some friction. But there's some, there's some good moments with her and her friends too. And she's a dick to her boyfriend because she's in love with this basketball guy. So there's, there's these little subplots, but they're all kind of fun. But really you're watching this for just insane. Giant rats. Yeah. Giant rats eating tons of people. And it's, it, it's just so much fun. This is why I love nature gun amok. And, and this will be one of several in my top 100 when um on my wedding day when hannah was getting her hair and makeup done i actually got to watch this movie for like two and a half hours (laughs) it was kind of awesome actually so that's all i'm gonna remember this movie actually i think it's very underrated as well like very romantic because that kind (laughs) of got me in the mood to get married i think (laughs) but when you when you even bring up nature gone amok which i think nature gone amok is already a subgenre that's kind of like ignored it's not for a lot of people but I think this film is in that subgenre that's like not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And even like Screen Factory put the Blu-ray, but it's out of print and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think if you can find it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think you could not be entertained by this. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, 96 for and me. And I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, just to distract. I was distracting both of you by loading up the beers. Get some beers. Oh, nice. Um, so you got to, you got to, I don't think Kyle, he was 96. in the zone. Ooh, the big wave. 96. Yeah, I thought that, that would be oh, a good one. Kona. Thanks, buddy. 
I haven't I haven't tried this one. Cheers to ninety. Cheers to uh, yeah, to hundred guys. Uh, from two thousand and eight, it's almost a uh, mockumentary about this young lady who uh, goes camping with her family and end up drowning. It's called Lake Mungo. Oh, yeah. And it's almost done like an unsolved mystery as like this story unfolds with the family dealing with this trauma. The kid is finding these uh, photos of this young girl in the background. And it's almost like this is a photo that we took on this day. This is a photo we took on this day. And as they zone, zoom in, it's like a picture of her in the back. Like, oh, shit. And then the movie uh, music kind of hits like. And it's done so cool. The story has twists and turns that you don't see coming. And there is this um, a psychic who's kind of taking him for a bit of a ride, too. You kind of see if he's in on it, if he knows why she ended up killing herself. And it just gets crazier and crazier. And what's awesome about this, if you watch the end credits, you'll see all these like pictures throughout the movie of the ghost in the background that you didn't even oh, notice when cool. it was going on. Almost like that uh, haunting of uh, Hill House or whatever it is yeah, that they yeah. did. Yeah, I, um, yeah I, w- the first time I saw this, it mm. was one of the scariest movies I had ever seen yeah i will say i still really enjoy it but it is one of those films i don't i don't think i'm not going to say it lessens on repeat viewings because it's still great but mm-hmm. once you know where it goes it's like it's more of this emotional tale than scary for me on, it's on revisits still pretty fucking scary like um but yeah it yeah. is a yeah it's, it's a great movie again another one that's kind of uh, underrated yeah uh, i just picked up yeah, the uh, Austra- or UK actually Blu-ray yeah, release. I, was gonna say, I don't think it had like a Blu-ray release uh, here. In, in North America, no. I think it had some DVD that went out of print yeah. or whatever that was hard to find. And but yeah, I just got this stack region free. So and what's great about this is when you got it. These guys are all actors, and you forget that they're acting in this like a mockumentary, and they're actually doing right. a great job of like a, conveying the silence and remorse and all this shit. So yeah, you forget it's, you're watching. Uh, this has been one I, you guys have talked about for years, mm-hmm. and I keep. Almost watching it during Shocktober, and then I think it's actually one again that uh, I hate saying this because I'm usually wrong, but I think this is one that Tammy might get yeah. something out of because it has that kind of crime, yeah, and um, it's, and it's, it's it feels spooky, very real, yeah. yeah. It, fe- it feels like, yeah, like Matty said, like you're watching an unsolved mysteries, like you're watching a real doc, really. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a fake uh, movie yeah, at all, ever. Like, you know how some of these mockumentaries, like, some of these guys are bad acting? Like, you know, yeah, a bit too yeah, yeah, the acting's pretty And, the, yeah, yeah, they don't go too far. I find my yeah. problem with a lot of found footage is they go that one step too far and it takes you out mm-hmm. of it because you're like, okay. Whereas this film, like, if you didn't know, you could be like, this is real, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, my number 96 from 1981, Abel Ferreira's Miss 45. I haven't seen this yet. I watched Driller Killer. I'm like, ah. Uh. So, this is. I, I like Driller Killer, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's kind of just like a, a, a timepiece. Yeah. Way. This one has that as well. It's in New York. and My favorite part about Driller Killer was the fact it was New York. Yes. And New York is still yeah. a giant character in this. Um, but basically, it's like this woman who is this pretty well mute, very understated, uh, kind of mousy, like... I don't know, stepped upon woman who lives on her own in New York, in this fucking grimy apartment, has two consecutive sexual assaults, uh, and it, it basically depersonalized her and dehumanizes her, and it turns her into like this basically killing machine of men. <laughs> awesome. Um, but it, it's so, but she's using like 
kitchen utensils and stuff to chop up the the bodies and 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 it's done in such a way that it almost um frees it from the normal sort of rape revenge it's 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 flipping the script on that mm-hmm. it's not just it's 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 really from her kind of empowerment but she's also like turned insane from the scum soaked streets <laughs> of New York and it's got a remarkable remarkable performance by Zoe Lund like incredible like one of the, she the changes like the change is yeah. so gradual she changed and she's basically like an angel of death by the end awesome uh with with, with and now she's got guns and <laughs> um so is it like henry but like with the, on the mean streets of new york with the female it's it's way it's not as dark as that okay. uh but it's it's definitely got like some of that lived in mm-hmm. in character but um she changes her clothing and her personality. She goes from like shy garment worker to basically like a dominatrix and then eventually is killing everybody in a nun suit. Hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, like Zoe Lund, who I was like, why wasn't she huge? She's only in a few more of his movies. Films? And I guess she became addicted to heroin and actively never tried to stop. She was like, this is my life's purpose is heroin. Oh wow! Yeah, she's just unrepentant, like heroin like, addict. Did, just was like, this is the greatest thing. Yeah. Why? Why would I ever give this up? She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tie me off. As I pull yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you hear the plunger go instead of like the ninety-seven. Woo, guys! But yeah, like it, it's uh, there's real subtext uh, subtext to everything that he's doing here, which is the exact opposite of Driller Killer, which is mm. just everything's on the surface. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, that's my number 96. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, one I, I still need to see. Uh, my number six, again, continuing with my... 96. Oh, yeah, I'm never going to get right. Continuing with my list of fun. Um, I think I mentioned it, like, there's like five serious films. This list is going to be fun, goofy films. Uh, but uh, number 96 from 1985, Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. um, starring, of, of course, the movie that made... Jeffrey Combs, yeah. famous. Um, Barbara Crampton, I think this is kind of what put her on the map mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Jeffrey Combs is this uh, kind of like this cocky, arrogant Herbert West. Uh, doctor. Like he's a student, but he's kind of like ripping on the the teachers, how mm-hmm. they're wrong and whatever. Um, he creates kind of tension between him and one of the other teachers. But uh, yeah, he creates this um, pretty much this uh, serum that reanimates mm. the dead. Um, and it starts out like reanimating his. Um, uh, roommate's dead cat. Yeah, uh, who's the lead of the film? Uh, and then the they dead m- cat is. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> got a little top hat. It's yeah. like like a little tunes. The But uh, no, and then they move into uh, reanimating the the corpses in the, the in the the school morgue. Uh, it's just so much fun. It, it get, it's oh, kind of it like awesome. this is kind of that goofy. Uh, fun, uh, like there's dark comedic mm. moments. There's some scary moments, I guess, but for the most part, it's kind of like an, just an entertaining. Lots of like crazy gore and effects. Um, I guess probably most famous maybe for a scene that uh, maybe <laughs> goes a little too far where the corpse uses its removed head the severed to head. Give head, head. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that that scene, and maybe mm. they went didn't too far, but at the same time, yeah. maybe they needed that because that's probably the scene when everyone left the theater. That's what they talked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's uh, an insanely fun uh, movie. And yeah, I didn't mention it's based on like a Lovecraft mm-hmm. story, even though it's Stuart Gordon kind of doing what he did, where he took a Lovecraft and then kind of did his own thing yeah, with it. 
Um, and there is still atmosphere galore in this too, which is kind of yeah, awesome, yeah. right? And, I, I I wanted to say too. I actually watched for the first time the, ride. No, there's uh, yeah. Arrow came with a limited set. I hate when they do this because it sucks for people that didn't jump on it. They yeah. only made like so many thousand. It sold out like the first month. So I don't know if you can get this anyway. Maybe like there's a region free mm-hmm. uh, uh, world release. But anyways, they released in North America, and it, it comes with something called the inter integral cut integral cut, where they took like the deleted scenes and the theatrical and meld them together. Awesome. And sometimes that doesn't work. This first time I watched it just out of curiosity, I thought it. I actually kind of maybe like this this cut the best, just because you know how like and the other the original the theatrical cut they kind of hint that the. The, the teacher, the doctor guy is hypnotizing the father and that's how he's... Because yep. you're like, why is the oh, yeah, father yeah. down with this? Yeah. This it actually shows a lot of that. And uh, I don't know, I thought it all worked. Like there was little stuff like that that I thought actually added layers to the film that, you know, I guess you could get away with watching the film without them being there, but I thought they kind of added a little bit um, with that. So yeah, I don't know. I I, um, I kind of enjoyed that cut the best. So if, if you do, if you can find it... That's way uh, to watch it. For a reasonable it. price, uh, grab it, yeah. it's uh, It was an interesting way to watch it for sure. Awesome. But uh, yeah, super fun movie, Reanimator from uh, 85. Cool. Uh, 95? Uh, from 1981, Hell Night, starring Linda Blair. Nice. This movie starts off with a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> in a sorority where they're all dressed up in like Halloween costumes, but I don't think it's Halloween. I think it's just like a pledge night or what have you. Part of the uh, hazing ritual is these uh, two couples are sent to this mansion where there is, um, I guess, rumors that there is a disfigured son living in the attic that these rich people have just uh, walked okay. away forever. Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. D- doesn't matter because uh, the story is about this uh, guy coming and taking care of these kids. What's great about this is all the pranks these guys are doing look great and they don't end up the way they should mm. <laughs> which is cool yeah that's a great movie yeah right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're Kyle yeah, yeah yeah there's also this one scene I watched it last night actually this is probably the last one that I actually well did, did you mention uh, yeah so they have the haunt the, the gothic haunted house yeah. set up to scare these these, mm-hmm. these uh, people the, the new people for the was it for their fry? Yeah, they're hazing. Hazing, yeah. But then there's, yeah, there's actually real stuff. A monster. Yeah. What's cool about this, there's this one scene where, like, they know shit's going down. And in the background, you just see this, like, carpet rising. You're like, what the fuck? Another prank. You're like, oh, shit, it's not a prank. And, huh. yeah, it just, that's such I love, cool like, the, Robin, the guy in the Robin Hood outfit, too. He's a lot of yeah. fun. And, like, that, that their sex scene is hilarious. Like, yeah. I, is there nudity? It's one of those films. Is there actually even nudity I in it? I don't think so. And even the kills aren't that graphic, but I think... It, Some girl gets her head separated from her body, which looked pretty cool. I do find, though, it's like one of those slashers that's more about, like, the atmosphere yeah. and the setting and stuff, which are usually some mm-hmm. of my favorites. Uh, I love, yeah, the gothic and old mansion. there's just, like, a one tart who's, like, the comedy element, who's just kind of there for, like, a good time. I like, love yeah, you just, whatever. You, you say that she's a tart. <laughs> yeah, right? And she's like that a, one hussy. Yeah, yeah. She has like, oh, I got like cocaine. I got some quaaludes. I got some like vodka. So she's drinking, and they try to pull a prank on her with this mirror. And the mirror, I guess, goes like transparent. And there's like the uh, ghost in the background. She's like, oh man, I gotta lay off the quaaludes. <laughs> so she's just kind of <laughs> overboard. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it, it was the inspiration for that quaalude scene in Wolf of Wall Street. I think, I think so. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so my 95, 
Whenever, whenever you do this, Maddie, you just so ninety five, and I'm thinking, oh, from nineteen ninety five. What is he yeah. going to be talking about? Uh, but my ninety five is from ninety five. This is from nine. No, I, uh. I should have done that with something. Uh, my ninety five from nineteen fifty seven. Uh, Jack Arnold's The Incredible Shrinking Man. Um, so this is very much. Wait, wait, wait! Tammy's nickname for you. The Incredible <laughs> Shrinking Man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's basically one of these sci-fi horror movies mm-hmm. from uh, the fifties. Uh, a mist comes off there. Uh, this this man and wife are on a boat, and this mist comes out of nowhere, and the mist is kind of strange, and they're not sure what it is. And then all of a sudden, his clothes start. You know, they go home, and weeks mm-hmm. go by, and his clothes aren't fitting right, and he's he's just slowly, seemingly not. The same size. He's He's shrinking. He's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking to the point where they think they've got something to cure him, but it's only like momentary. And then he's basically, there's this great scene where you think he's just maybe living apart now or something, but he's actually in a dollhouse. He lives (laughs) in a dollhouse. And he ends up getting the own, the the house cat attacks him, and ne- then he ends up going into the basement with everything, all, all these creepy crawlies, and he's still shrinking. So everybody, nobody knows what's happened. Nobody knows where he's gone. They think the cat has just killed him. He's in the- and it goes from like this. There's some great like just amazing fifty effects. You know, there's a spider fight and all this stuff that's really really well done. Um, but it almost gets like existential horror mm-hmm. by the end it's it, it, how much is going to shrink before uh yeah and what we're we're that fighting dust mites and shit where that goes yeah. and uh I, I couldn't believe that i wasn't expecting the depth because a lot of these 50s sci-fi things it's just all surface yeah. it's nothing else there's fighting giant ants or... and you got that sort of stuff yeah. but you get this other layer and it, it's really great have, have you, have you i haven't seen, seen it now no i actually i just got the incredible shrinking woman <laughs> <laughs> i think this is getting a release is it getting from criterion or arrow someone's actually putting this out on blu-ray soon because i that's it uh, may be it's been kind of hard to find oh, for a I while can't remember. i believe yeah someone's putting it out finally. um but uh highly recommended yeah, of course it's awesome. on my top 100 List uh, horror movies of all time. Um, is Rick Moranis in this at all? Uh, yes, he's he, he is a guy. He's a mist. Yeah, he's the mist. <laughs> he's a mister because they used a bunch of sperm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, cool. My uh, number ninety five. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you may say that when you hear the film. No, uh, I don't think any of you guys have seen this film from nineteen ninety seven, The Night Flyer. Um, the nineties again, another, like, I, I think overall mm. the decade kind of sucked, but I think there's some great movies in that. This is a made for TV number. Um, I'm trying to think it might've yeah. been made for TV or made straight mm-hmm. to video. I'm not too sure. It's one of those films that does, I, I will admit has that nineties look, but I think at least it does some stuff with lighting that's more interesting. Uh, but it's based on a Stephen King short story mm-hmm. about this vampire that flies around in his plane uh, at night and then comes down, does his thing, and then flies off again, which I think is kind of an interesting mm-hmm. idea. Great looking, like really unique look to the vampire. Uh, it stars M- Miguel Fer- Fer- Ferrer? Ferrer. Oh, uh, George Clooney's cousin. Maybe. Yeah, he he was like. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna be the dick. Like, no, no, uh, yeah. it's actually George Clooney's. Uh, he's, he passed away young. Uh, too. Usually, he's like uh, the. Well, did he pass away that young? Well, yeah. Maybe oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he usually, Stop questioning me. He's George Clooney's <laughs> cousin, and he died young. God damn it! He usually plays the villain in pretty much whatever movie he's in, and this blank one. Blank check. <laughs> Is he in blank check? 
Um, I have no idea if you're fucking around with right now or not. Because you could be like, he, there's, there's a possibility that he's not even George Clooney's cousin. Well, I think he's most famous. He's uh, the villain in uh, RoboCop. Uh, he is the the villain in Blank Check as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He's it. not George Clooney's cousin. <laughs> I don't know if he's that. I'm, I'm not going to start doing uh, research he definitely during this. Is. But, anyways. Um, anyways. And that's it. You, time's up. On to the next yeah. one. Uh, but he's a, he's a terrible guy in this. He plays, uh, he's a tabloid uh, reporter for like one of those rag magazines, like, like a National, National Fire. Fire and shit like like he's, he, at the opening, he's pissed off that they won't, he took all these um, images of like a really violent murder of a kid or something, bloody, and they wouldn't put them in the paper, or the really graphic shots that he took or something. And he'll go and like, you know, if he's taking a, a shot of like the graveyard and it doesn't look spooky enough, he'll like fuck up the graveyard <laughs> like, to make guys. The, get the shot look spookier, scarier. He'll do. He pretty much will do whatever it takes to get the story. Um, and he he goes after like the really kind of despicable story. So he's hunting down this so-called uh, vampire Murderer. that flies in a plane at night, uh, and he's thrown. Uh, he's given some young. Uh, Young um, photographer, new, new, new reporter to work with him to mentor, and he's a totally horrible person to her. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting because him, it kind of has like it's like Stephen King, and it has that feel where he's going from town to town investigating like what supposedly happened. There's like, and you get creepy flashbacks, like where this old woman all of a sudden she was like 80 and then she comes to the hair salon and she looks like she's 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these like kind of scenes like that that are kind of scary and you see like the, the what the this vampire come into their house or do whatever. Um, I mean, again, it's 90s. It's, it is a little bit cheesy, yeah. but there's something about it. This is, again, another one that I don't feel enough people talk about. Again, it, it doesn't help that I guess the guy that owns this, I think is the guy that also owns Dawn of the Dead and uh, Martin not, not in North America and he will not license it. He thinks yeah. he's going to get Five billion for this movie. Yeah. Um, so I think the only way you can get it is a long out of print DVD, which yeah. is quite pricey. Uh, which again, I, I think sucks because I think it is. Uh, it's just a really interesting uh, vampire take on the vampire uh, movie. Yeah, uh, Nightflyer from nineteen ninety seven. Around ninety four. Yes, sir. From two thousand and nineteen. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Wow. I love this movie. I, I've talked about this several times. I don't know what if I enjoy the atmosphere. I like the characters. I like the stories. I love Hamilton. That's <laughs> why I love this movie. And I don't know if I can separate the fact. It's such a good movie, too. Like, there was something awesome about the haunted house, the uh, going in the basement, the stories, a book that's writing itself yeah. with these characters in it. And the fact that he's placed in the 60s is kind of cool, too. The kid who's like a draft dodger who kind of has to... Go on that, yeah, because that that yeah. reminds you of you, when you yeah, left when I was uh, uh, dra- drafting the Dodge for Nam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm in Canada Ma- right now. Matt, he's much older than us. <laughs> yeah. He we had to go back to high school though. I, so I, that's where I he should, met Kyle. Like, right now, I look like I'm, I should be a Nam right now with the headband <laughs> yeah. and the shirt. <laughs> that or Survivor, one yeah. of the two. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, I, I like the actual stories themselves, too. Like, the look of the monsters are fucking amazing, right? Should we vote off Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> I just kept thinking, he's like, was was he? I think he just called you Rupert. <laughs> I only I saw the first two seasons that. It was like Rudy, and I don't even know who the other guy is. Anyway. I, I, I don't think I've ever watched Survivor, actually. Okay, I think, yeah, I watched the first season, too. Anyway, sorry. Is there a guy named Rupert on the yeah. show? Uh, he was a later, later but uh, he, yeah, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's just do top 100. Survivor episodes. Yeah, that makes sense. Or top uh, ten Survivor uh, characters yeah. on this. It was a cultural pho- a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, but for like twenty five years. Still, like, still yeah, gone. that's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, scary stories tell in the dark. I don't know how to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to bounce back from that, guys. I'm sorry. 
Um, all right. So my next one, which we're on, what what number are we on? Ninety four. Uh, from nineteen forty three, Days of Wrath, directed by uh, Carl Theodore Dreyer. Um, this is basically. Uh, a, a movie about the kind of persecution of witchcraft. Um, it, it has, it, it, and it's one of these things where it's dealing with: is there witches? Is there not yeah. witches? It seems easily like there's no witches; they're just persecuting. But like, there's things that happen in it that maybe there are witches. There are witches, or is it just like what spirituality is? directing people yeah. in the right in wrong ways everything is means something and means something more it's basically this woman who is now um, married to this older man her uh, the older man's uh, mother hates her treats her poorly this other woman though in the town has tr- tr- always treated her well but now they think she's a witch basically because she's just trying to heal people uh, she's a doctor a witch doctor uh, yeah. so they they anyways they they trap the the witch woman this other uh you know this other woman sympathizes it's got an incredible burning at the sca- stake scene like from 1940s from 1943 oh. they held it back during the uh, world war ii it's it's a, a danish film and they didn't show it then and didn't make it to, it was make it to the US until 48. Oh, so they kind of held on to it cuz like mm. Yeah, like this this is this is dealing with a bunch of themes we're not sure what it what yeah. it means. Um really impactful and uh yeah, it, it's a, it's an, a pretty incredible I, I do love like the witch hunt witch. stories. Like they does it take place in New England? Or I guess no, Danish, it's it, yeah, yeah, it's Dan- yeah. Danish movie. So uh hmm. a little village in the yeah. 1600s. Nice. Interesting. I've never even heard of that one. Um, my number four uh, from 1972. I don't know if I'm going to uh, pronounce this right. Already at number four. He's skipping ahead every he time. He doesn't care. doesn't care. <laughs> am I not? What am I? Number four, 94, right? 94. Yeah, oh, You're just saying sorry. four. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, the Asphyx. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I, I, <laughs> the Asphyx. <laughs> this is an Edgar Wright uh, one that he's he's Asphinx. huge in Asphinx. Um, yeah, I, I've talked about this a couple of times on the show. I first discovered it uh, a year or two ago, and I think I've watched it like every every year since. Uh, very very interesting. Uh, it's a period film. Very interesting story, though. Pretty much, this guy is uh, he's a Paris. Uh, I think he's a what is he Paris psychology scientist or something. Anyways, he takes he he has cameras and he takes the picture of uh, people at their death, and I guess. When oh, not their butts. He doesn't, <laughs> have, he doesn't get his ass does, fixed. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. No. Um, so he takes pictures uh, when they're about to die, and I guess he notices the little blobs on the camera all shot different times, different people, different cameras. Um, so he's discovered that this must mean something. And uh, when he's uh, filming, uh, his, he's out filming his fiance and their son on a boat. Uh, there's a freak accident, and they die, and he notices... Um, uh, the 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 little thing there, and but anyways, he creates this camera and learns that by if he can catch this that this little thing, it's actually the spirit leaving them. If he can catch that, uh, it's like this before the the death comes and takes the person. That person can technically be immortal. He can like capture it, uh, and it, but but again, you have to capture it right before someone dies. So he starts doing like experiments. And like it gets crazy with like electrical chairs with a guillotine, which you know is not going to go. 
well, it, you know, well. Right. Um, but it's really fascinating. Like, if you can get this power of immortality and, and you're playing God and fooling around catching this, pretty much catching death, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, just such a fascinating movie. The the ghost kind of looks cool the way they do it. It's like one of those, like, um, uh, where they would kind of layer, like, shoot the the ghost and then layer it on top of the actual the film, which I think looks really cool um, how they used to do that. Uh, yeah, just such an interesting uh, and uh, entertaining film. Uh, yeah, the I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. I think it is the Asphix. I think that's how they <laughs> yeah. say it in the trailer uh, from 1972. We all need our Asphix. And again, another one that I don't, like, I don't hear enough people talking about, which is crazy, because I think... It yeah, was even the, the name alone, we should be talking about this constantly, right? Well, I, yeah, I think it was... I, I remember you mm-hmm. talking about this, and then it, uh, I think Edgar Wright was talking about it just recently, like it's one of his top... Yeah, like Movies if you're into like that gothic and period, mm-hmm. even Hammer films and stuff, like it's, it's like that. But it's got a really, um, yeah, intelligent script to it. A really interesting ideas in there. I gotta check this out. Yeah, maybe for uh, October. Yeah, it's actually it would be a great actually October pick. We're on to ninety three already. All right, from uh, seventy nine, Zombie or Zombie Two or Zombie Three, depends on where you're <laughs> from, I guess. I know you guys don't like this, but there is there is something awesome about just watching this movie unfold before your eyes. Like I love the fact it opens up in like New York with that gritty New York feel with like a zombie on a boat. I like when they go to uh these tropical islands where they got a a zombie fights a shark. Like it's such a cool atmospheric movie with some of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in a zombie movie. Well, shark versus zombie. Yeah. yeah. And some of the best looking zombies. Like yeah. incredible looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like we've talked about this a bunch on the yeah. show. And and if you could just like box all of the things that I yeah. like about this and then take out the things that I don't. Yeah. It's it it it's, yeah. it'd be like a top twenty movie for me. I so. wish you could get like the gore and the zombie effects in this one and throw it in like a George Romero movie. Because like my yeah. problem with like Donna yeah. Dead and stuff like that. Is, is the zombies kind of look silly with the blue makeup, makeup and stuff. Whereas if, imagine how cool, like, with those, I mean, they had Tom Savini effects and at least yeah. Donna the Dead, which they're great. Yeah. But, like, just, yeah, the, the style and look of the zombies, the Italians really nailed it, I feel like. <laughs> the gore is insane in this. Yeah, yeah. The, the, no, the scene with the eye. No eyeball is safe in a Fallucci movie, right? Like, no. every eyeball seems like it pops out of someone's head at one point or another. I mean, he, yeah, yeah th- there's definitely a lot of really yeah. great set pieces in this film. But yeah, I did feel revisiting it. And I go back and forth. Like sometimes yeah. if you ask me two years from now, maybe this will be like easily top 50 or top 25. But revisiting it this yeah. time, I did feel, you know, a dragging at times. And the great moments, you know, you had to get to those great yeah. moments, I found. But yeah. And th- that's a, really a, a problem with a lot of Fucci. I, I love Fucci. He's all about the atmosphere and the mm-hmm. gore. But it is like, usually it's like, a bunch of not, at least, this one at least kind of has a plot. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, like the, I'll, I'll have a spoiler yeah. right here. There, there's yeah. none of his movies Ooh. on my list, be, and it's mainly because I have problems yeah. with all of yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah, they're not plot driven, and and usually like they almost be like feel like they're he's tripping himself up because he's great with the camera. Mm-hmm. It's not like even dialogue scenes he knows what to do, but then he'll have shoot another scene and it's like. Uh, maybe the B squad was on today. I'm not sure what happened here. Uh, anyways, s- still like yeah. the highs of that movie. It's, it's fucking insane. Right? insane. I'm sure we'll be talking about him more yeah, later on. I, I assume on. that. Um, my uh, number 93 from 2007, but also could be 
Um, the the other uh, version of this from uh, 1997. So this is a cheat. Oh, this is a I cheat. I know what it is. Is it a vampire movie? And no, it is uh, Funny Games. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, and so this is Michael Haneke. Well, obviously, you mm-hmm. took the remake. Uh, so the, the so the reason why I took the remake. It's because I've seen the remake again, and I didn't have time to, to watch. watch the original. So I, I have the other one just sitting there. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch this, and I'm gonna watch the original. But the movie's so fucking punishing. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's what it is. It's supposed to be like, oh, you like violence? I'll show you. I'll violence. show you violence. Like he's expertly setting up these scenes, like mm-hmm. any horror or any like, uh, you know, thriller director would. Yep. Except he's doing with hate. <laughs> he hates that you like this. He hates it's it's the most kind yeah. of um, like fuck you. You like this kind of stuff. Well, I'm gonna make this stuff yeah. so difficult for you. You like donuts, do you? Yeah, <laughs> you eat all the donuts. How about you eat a hundred fucking donuts? Challenge uh, accepted. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it. I can't almost explain how I like a movie that the director has so much disdain for, for me you. liking any of yeah. what I'm watching. Um, but I, I I think it's masterful. I think it's it's yeah. incredible. And I watched it again, and I'm riveted. I'm riveted through it. And so, you know where it's going too, right? Like I've seen the movie yeah. before. I know what it's. And he's 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 yeah. not shy. Basically, be like, yeah. this will not end well. Yeah. There's no, uh, again, halfway through when shit goes down, there's no turning that back. No, and then he slows yeah. it all down yeah. for you. Yeah. And now you're going to have to sit with it. Okay. Yeah, that movie, yeah, there's that five minute movie where it's just like the aftermath. Like, yeah, think about what just happened, motherfucker. Soundtrack by yeah. Ras- yeah. Uh, NASCAR racing <laughs> in the background. This this brutal scene. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's, he's making you question all of mm-hmm. these things. He's making you question why we like these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you like it even more. And he maybe he makes you make maybe he he failed at yeah. I don't know I, re, I don't really know but like uh, uh, an amazing director a director that I I, I love and uh, uh, because he's such a curmudgeon maybe um, <laughs> but yeah that's my have you both have you both seen this Yeah 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 No I I don't know if I'll ever see it <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be my type of film It's going to be hard to watch again. So yeah, like I watched it again. So I, I was watching like 2008. I, or I've pretty much heard like the yeah. whole film, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's for me. But it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty brutal. But yeah, this doesn't sound like a <laughs> fun way brutal. to spend an hour and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, man, my list. It's it's fun. Mm. I'm here for fun. I want to be entertained. I don't want to feel like yeah, shit for I, an hour and a half. Yeah, I had a, I had a few fun right out of the gate, and then uh, you got rid of them. It's well, it's my well, I, I thought I started with them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you worked? Miss Forty Five, guys? That's a fun movie. <laughs> she only gets raped twice, guys. Yeah, only, on. yeah, only twice, and it's you know. Um, <laughs> okay, on a completely uh, different note. Uh, my number 93 for 1973, another Amicus uh, anthology. I'm getting a lot of these out of the way here um, for I'm near the end. curious. Uh, Vault of Horror. Oh, okay. Uh, again, another, I, I love all these Amicus ones. Uh, again, I could have filled my list with and all. And you're obsessed like, yeah. with vaults. Everyone yeah. knows yeah. that. <laughs> well, this is, of course, based on the uh, EC Comics, uh, Vault and, and, and Tales from the Crypt. Um uh, this is the one where I think that, yeah, this is the one where they all go down in an elevator into a basement. Yeah. And uh, it's like a gentleman's club. Mm-hmm. And they all wonder what they're doing here. And they start tell, telling stories of, 
you, you know what how what they yeah, last what remember. Um, but yeah, there, there's some great great stories in here. There's one where uh, a guy, I believe he murders. I think he murders his sister or something, doesn't he? Uh, he Is that the up. vampire one when they go to yeah, the yeah, club? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He murders yeah, his yeah. sister for the oh, inheritance. Spoilers, oh, yeah. but spoilers. No. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the Vampires. Vampires. Yeah. Spoilers, mate. Yeah. But yeah, he murders his sister. Yeah. And There's a vampire in one of these movies? <laughs> for the inheritance. And yeah, there may be some vampires. This is a re- 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 great. No! <laughs> Well, I think the spoiler is what they do to him, which I yeah. think is kind of fun. Yeah, that is uh, fun. The second story, the neat job, is probably my favorite, which is so fun, where uh, there's this uh, wife and, and husband, and he's oh. such a neat freak. This and, was uh, Gladys uh, Jones or uh, Johns? Um, or think, Yeah, he's the guy so. that was in Dr. Fibes, uh, the guy who wanted to watch the, yeah. uh, the uh, Boom Boom movie with the uh, girl oh. with the snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's doing whatever she yeah. can to... Make sure he's happy. Yeah, keep this guy happy, and whatever she do, she does, it just doesn't work out for her. And there's a nice little payoff there. Uh, th- this trick will kill you is one where this guy wants to steal this. Uh, he goes to, um, uh, I don't know what country it is, but some foreign country, and he sees this crazy magic trick, and yeah. he wants, and she won't sell it, so he's gonna get it um, by any another means way. Um, Bargain for death is kind of my least favorite. Where two guys, um, they're gonna. Uh, I figure why they end up burying themselves or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Bad. And uh, but boom, the- <laughs> off the list. <laughs> it's again. I don't remember it being bad. It's just kind of forgettable. Okay, but a- I think you really like that. Yeah, movie. I really enjoyed that one. That's one where they uh, they're trying to get like uh, bodies for science. I guess uh, grave robbing, yeah. and uh, it doesn't go the way they think it would. And they think the zombie is just a, a comedy of errors. <laughs> and then the last story is really great, where this uh, this painter is uh, kind of like living in Haiti, and he finds out that his paintings are going for tons of. And I think like the guy that is selling them like ripped him off or told him like yeah I can I can't do anything with uh, these yeah, yeah. and he he discovers that he can if he paints something and then let's say rips it up like he paints a vase rips it up then that vase will break, break. so he learns discovers he has the power and he's going to use this for murder and there's some great stuff like he has a, a mm-hmm. painting of himself that he puts in the vault because he doesn't like if something happens this painting that could kill me yeah. but then like he st- starts having trouble breathing because the vault has yeah. no air so there's so there's some great stuff with that and of course you get the the great amicus ending at the end there yeah. so again another one where I think there's yeah there, there's the one that's maybe just okay yeah. um, I don't remember it being bad just kind of forgettable but I, all I, the other ones are kind of the the uh, American me. release only had like stills of the cool images that you'd want to well, see no just yeah. one story the vampire yeah. story yeah and the, the American cut the ending, like I guess, due to censorship, yeah. they just froze on a still frame, so you didn't see what happened, yeah. <laughs> and that's how it ended. But yeah, on if you get the Blu-ray from Scream Factory, I think the same with the uh, the Dorian um, Gray story of the guy with the uh, painting. You don't see what actually what happens to him either. Um, it goes to a still. I don't. I think it is yeah. just the one story. As far yeah. as I know, I could be wrong. Okay. But uh, yeah. Anyways, you can get this on like a great yeah. Scream Factory release mm. with Tales from the Crypt. But uh, yeah, a, a, an awesome uh, anthology. You know what's fucked up. Uh, my 92 is Tales from the Crypt. Oh, I was nice. kind of hoping that you're at 70, uh, you're at 90. Uh, uh, I wonder if we're going to have any that yeah. are going <laughs> to, probably not. Yeah, 100, so, 100's a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, my 92 from 72 is Tales from the Crypt. All five stories in this are so fucking good. Like it starts off with All Through the House, uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, Joan Collins. And then it goes down to the uh, Reflection of Death, which is, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it, it reflects death yeah. like you've never uh, seen. That's him. a guy who uh, he gets in a horrible car accident and he uh, goes to see his girlfriend. But yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's the uh, poetic justice, which is the uh, uh, Cushing's, I think, last movie. I think. No, no. Th- this is like right after his wife died. Though oh, he did okay. the story, which like 
he should have probably taken time, but he's yeah. like, no, this keeps me busy. Yeah. And this story is about this lonely guy who has his wife, I think his wife, you find out, like, yeah, died a long time ago. Tell. He's just an old, lonely old man. That is like one of the most heartbreaking, heartbreaking stories, yeah. but it's a great revenge story yeah. at the same time. Some great, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's a great one. And then there is the uh, Blind Alley, which is the uh, blind guy is taking revenge on the, uh, what's that called, the dorm leader? Or yeah, the guy running, like, yeah. the, the hospitals, like, yeah. the worst guy. He's like, oh, I can save a couple bucks by turning the heat on. And they're like, people are getting sick and dying because it's so cold. And, yeah, he's just a terrible yeah. person. They get revenge on him. Yeah, that's uh, all, most of those are great, too. There's a fifth one, but I can't read my writing. So, uh, <laughs> no, wish you were here. Yeah, that's the one where uh, it's a monkey paw tale where, like, they get, like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I had a bunch of money. And then the guy ended up getting run down by a biker gang and wishing he uh, could, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. But it ends so cool, man. Yeah, the, the ending, again, is like that. Yeah. It's like thinking yeah. about it is, is so. The worst, terrible. right? Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, well, very cool. Um, I'm going to go into, this is 92, right? 92. 92 from 1982, Poltergeist. Oh, sweet. So. uh, Pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. we know the story. This family is living in this home. didn't move the goddamn bodies. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, what, what, I, I think I'll do, you son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Why? Why? That's the movie. <laughs> that was spot on, spot on. Uh, <laughs> so that's Coach, Craig yeah. T. Nelson. Um uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it, it, like, all, it, it holds I, I love up. The, all the I can't remember her up. name, but the wife. Joe Beth Williams. She is, like, the, the hottest mom. Like, who can, how can you watch that movie and not, like. That scene where they're smoking pot. Yeah, yeah I was thinking that in the bathroom. And or, like yeah, on the bed, and they're just yeah. laughing hysterically. But she's, like, she's got, Your like, house <laughs> is a shitty built. This guy built yeah. your house. Every, every, all the kids yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really. I really dig this. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the scares are legit scares, like which is awesome. I got the clown. They got the uh, yeah, I, I, the like television. All, all the effects hold up. I actually, the only thing I don't think holds up is sometimes the sense of wonder, mm-hmm. uh, the Spielberg like eyes yeah. that that mm, you know happen. Um, th- oh, that's probably that. the only thing for me is like. It, it feels a little shoehorned to me. I'll say spoiler: this movie is definitely <laughs> yeah, on your on list, my list. Yeah. Uh, much much higher up. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a great movie. It, mm-hmm. it just that's uh, like a movie I revisit. Like, I only watch it every it's, five uh, years. Toby Hooper. It's not Spielberg, by the way. No, no, but the Spielberg <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, 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 I know. I, that's a movie like every five years I yeah. throw on and I forget how yeah. good it is. Like I don't know why I don't watch it more, but it maybe it works out better that way. Yeah, you don't get over. I hadn't, with I hadn't seen it in about twenty years. Okay. Uh, uh, recently, and it, we, you know, this was a big one when I was growing up. That it's I was, crazy. It's PG, right? Like it's not rated PG thirteen. Oh, okay, because I remember like getting it for like a. Did a, he make the rating for this? Did he make them change it for this? Movie? I think it was oh, like a know. combination of this, uh, Indiana Jaws. Jones, Temple of Doom. Uh, no, Jaws was much before. It yeah. was like it was a couple yeah. movies in the early eighties. Eighties that, uh, yeah, th- there was a couple that were like 
I think Temple of Doom was the main one, but I think this had something to do with it and a couple others that were like, yeah, we got to change this. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was he fought for PG or but didn't get the cut. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's uh, Toby Hooper's Poltergeist. Nice. Okay. Uh, my number 92 is another film that I've talked about a couple times, actually probably in recently in the past year or so. After 1984... Wild Beasts. Oh, nice. <laughs> Another nature gone amok. Um, I've talked about this several times on the show. This film is just insane. It's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, a, pretty much uh, a water supply at a local zoo is contaminated with PCP and animals escape during a blackout. It is pure insanity. Um, rats. plot alone is enough to be like, yeah, I got to check this movie out. <laughs> rats eating a couple, having sex, tons of like gore and violence. Uh, elephants crushing people, like stomping on them, strangling them with their trunks. You get one of the greatest scenes on film, which is a cheetah and chasing a car down like the like a uh, fucking New York streets or yeah, whatever. Um, tiger, a uh, tiger mauling people to death in a subway train. A polar bear attacking kids at a, a dance school. Um, a bleak finale you gotta mm-hmm. have in there. The lead is like this fucking he misogynist. Suave, like man. he's got like the porn stash, but all he he's either insulting you <laughs> or picking you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great scene where like it's his girlfriend or wife or whatever. I think it's his girlfriend. Just like got mauled by a tiger. And instead of asking if she's okay, he's just like, "You should go uh, put some makeup on. You're not <laughs> not looking so hot." <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it, it's kind of like the, those Italian films where like. The dialogue is awful, and doesn't matter. Who who even knows if the the subtitles are actually matching up to what's going on? Because some stuff you're like, did they actually say that? <laughs> Maybe they did. The Italians didn't give a yeah. fuck in the '80s, especially. Um, I, I will say, um, there is some. The, the director claims no animals were hurt That's during the film. That's clearly a lie. I find that bullshit. There's yeah. a scene where like a tiger is attacking. A, a cow, and I mean, it's possible it's fake, but it doesn't look fake. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a bunch scene, of rats are getting, yeah, torched. there's a scene where they're fl- uh, torching rats. Like, no way that could be fake. I mean, it opens up with a, a horse's head with a fucking um, uh, axe in it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, yeah, maybe that horse died for whatever reason before then, but. There's so either way, there's there's real animal violence yeah. in this, but it, it's I, not I mean, like a exploit as like a cannibal well, holocaust. It kind of is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not like that where they're yeah. like it's five minutes of them doing yeah. it. It's more of like I don't think they actually fully show this stuff. Well, other than the rats, yeah. I guess would be. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, again, you watch some of classic films like Apocalypse Now. I mean, you're mm. seeing a cow get hacked to yeah. pieces while it's alive. So um, I guess if you can handle that, that's a classic film that a lot of people love. Um, mind you, I guess that you're watching it for a great piece of cinema. This one, do you want to yeah, watch yeah, it for yeah. this? Do you want to watch an <laughs> elephant kill some people? Um, <laughs> I would just say, yeah, uh, yeah. Either way, this film is fucking insane. I don't, I, I don't think you can have a better hour and a half pizza. And, like this movie, you put on at midnight, you're gonna stay awake because yeah. it's like. What, it what are they going to do next? It's like every uh, 10 minutes, there's a new animal yeah. doing something crazy. And again, this is back before effects. So these are real animals. This is a real cheetah chasing, chasing a car. Open top car. Down like the road. at full speed down the down the yeah. highway. And it, yeah, there, there's explosions and craziness. Uh, and, an um, elephant taking out a tank, I think, in this, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, it's uh, again, if you just want like an insane hour and a half, I don't know if you could do better than this. That's yeah, awesome. But again, you know, plot wise and act- acting, all that stuff, who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you need to know animals on PCP. Yeah. And yeah, go. Yeah. 
uh, 91 for me is a vampire movie about like a vampire entourage just kind of hanging out, going from city to city, fucking up bars, uh, turning people from uh, 1987. Oh, yeah. Bigelow's Near Dark. This movie is crazy nihilistic. There is no... Okay, fun is had, but it is like gory fun. Like it's not yeah. There, like there, there's none of these suave no. vampires in this movie. This is, is probably what it would be like for vampires in the '80s trying to survive. That's exactly it. Like they're not like charming. They are just like not a gritty uh, no biker gang of vampires going around just like taking what they need to survive and uh, kind of having a blast doing it too, which is kind of crazy. How Lance Hendrickson and Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Paxton in this. Jesus I have it Christ. written. Uh, the Bill Paxton. And bar scene when yes. they're all in the bar, yeah. I think makes this movie uh, upper echelon. Just that like 10, 15 minute scene is so much going on. It is, it grabs you by the balls and just kind of doesn't let go. And like no one. Could you imagine anybody insane. else doing that? Nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else. Catherine Bigelow, yeah. man, so underrated too. Yeah. Like, for, it, I know now she came on, did yeah. Zero like 30 and she became this big, but like she did like that and Point Break and like yeah. she did some really great movies in the 80s, early 90s. Like, I would almost rather watch some of those films more than some of Cameron's uh, films. Yeah. It kind of seemed like she she was like known as James Cameron's you know, wife. wife. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's like, well, no, that makes like, sense. They probably had like the same actors. Like even this seems like an yeah. aliens, uh, like, cause uh, and I'm sure he probably helped her. Like Vasquez is in there. Like, uh, was that Bishop? Uh, who's yeah, Bill Hendrick. Paxson? You didn't mention, yeah, uh, the, uh, Tangerine dream score either, which oh, is yeah, great. It's, awesome. yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah it's so much fun. I'm going to spoil it. It was really tough, but this is one of the films that got oh, mixed no. right at the end, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Cause when I was putting together this list, yeah. this was like, this on there for sure. The one problem I have with it is, like I don't care about, about the, the romance, yeah. the two yeah. leads. Yeah, I, the I most, really don't. But like it the support, matter. yeah, the, the yeah. it's all Bill Paxton, Lance mm-hmm. Hendrickson, and I, uh, what's her name? Um, who's a girl for uh, Vasquez? I don't know her yeah, name. But, yeah, and she's in turn too. Like yeah. she's great. I, I the I thing I will say about the love story is it's played like almost like hypnotism. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just so weird though. Like how it even starts. Like you're like I don't what. How did he end up driving get, getting her? her yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it, it. It almost feels like it was a a ploy that he was going to die, die. and it doesn't work out that way mm. for w- w- something else is she going falls on. In love. It is the weakest part of the movie <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, Again, vampire movies. It doesn't matter. Doesn't because like, they they yeah. they play heavy on all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. So my number ninety one is from nineteen forty five. John Ooh. Brahms' Hangover Square. Uh, so I talked about yeah you're talking about uh, this year. Uh, a little bit on the, in his movie The Lodger. Uh, this also stars Laird Krager, uh, who honestly pulls one of the best performances I've seen this year in anything. And he he died right after this. So mm. th- this he got a couple lead roles yeah, and he's that's done. it, eh? He was a side character for many many years. Um, but it's basically a composer who wakes up and he's got like uh, a bloody knife on him and he's not sure where that's come come from. And, and he keeps blacking out at all these whenever he's kind of stressed. And then he wakes up and things have gone wrong a little bit. Um, and it, it's you don't have to imagine too much where that's that's going going. Um, 
but it's got an uh, he's a composer and it's got this unbelievable score by, by Bernard Herrmann the the oh, classic nice. and that holds everything together but you also see this guy's psyche start to disintegrate over time and there's a great femme fatale Linda Darnell it's almost like a noir except it's shot in a way that you're basically like stalking the whole time. Oh, cool. You're stalking him or he's stalking what's going on. Yeah. It's shot amazing. John Brom, who I was not familiar with, both this and The Lodger uh, were excellent. I can't wait to ch- check out more of his stuff. Like he's He's got amazing chops and is not that herald. Um, highly, I feel like this is an unheralded movie from the 1940s. Yeah. Got to check it out. I've almost ordered it several times from the Kino sales, and, like, I I would always at the last second switch it with another title, and I actually got Lodger one time instead of that. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to grab that uh, next time, next sale for sure. It's, yeah. It's now I, you've kind of sold me on and, it. And, and the end, it's, it's got an incredible ending, and you got George Sanders in there as the detective. George Sanders, who's one of my f- favorite mm-hmm. uh uh, v- Village of the Damned. He's in. He's in. You know. He's in Rebecca. He's in a million movies. Um, one of my favorite character actors from the the 40s to 60s, basically, and uh, he's awesome in it as well. Anyways, cool. Hangover cool. score. Uh, my number 91 from 1987. Uh, a film I know Maddie loves. Uh, Adam, I thought would have loved and didn't wasn't as enamored with it as we were. Um, Stage Fright, Aquarius, uh, the Mikal or Michael, however you say it, Suave uh, film. Uh, This is pretty much a a slasher film set uh, while they're in a a theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a troop of actors are all stuck in there, and this this slasher guy is taking them out one by one. Uh, What's most unique is he's got this huge giant owl mask, which is so cool. The, the, The gore and the violence is amazing. You got power drills, chainsaws, axes, everything you want. But what I like about it, when there's some there's some great kind of um, you know stuff with the music yeah. too, the scores, uh, great opening too, where there's like a murder and then you find out it's part of the um, the musical. But what I I yeah, just think fat, it, fat, like love the opening. Of yeah, this movie. I just yeah. think it's just one of the most beautiful slasher films. I, I'm a huge slasher fan. Again, my my three favorite you'll see in this list: Nature <laughs> Got Amok, Anthologies, and Slasher well, Films. Yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of all those in in this list. And I think this is one of the better looking. Like, there's just there's a scene near the end where all the dead bodies on are set stage. up, uh, and yeah. the feathers are falling down. That and scene he's just alone, sitting there that with that mask. Like, makes us... there's just there's so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just think it's really well directed. And um, I mean, most people know he went on to do Cemetery Man, which yeah. I don't love. I know it's probably in most people's top twenty five. A lot of people mm-hmm. consider that his masterpiece. But uh, for me, it's this one. Um, but yeah, incredible Italian director. And just uh, if you're in a, sl- again, I think like if you're in a slasher films, a lot of people don't necessarily know about this one because when it comes to Italian, most people kind of push those off as yellows. Mm-hmm. They didn't do too many actual slasher films. So I think this one kind of doesn't get talked about enough. But I think if if you're into all the, the 80s slashers, I think you should, uh, you, you'll dig this one. You do got to get past. The cheesy. There is some dialogue rough dialogue. And, you know, I, I actually like kind of the, yeah. some of the characters. I know you had a problem with that. I find mm-hmm. some of them are kind of fun, but um, I, I think I'm. I this is one I because I don't know. This is like zombie where I I, yeah. I I gave it a pretty high score, but I think, but also feel almost cheated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where, uh, but uh, but I, I kind of almost want to watch this one again, knowing what I'm getting into. Where it's like, okay, you're gonna get all this beautiful stuff, uh, what, what, gorgeous cinematography, yeah. and and some crazy kills and cool looking care, uh, like yeah, monster. and and just take everybody else's stereotypes. Mm-hmm. 
it should be noted too. You're not even that. The stereotypes kind of work pretty well yeah. in this movie. Like they have the uh, tropes, but I, you have the, to uh, be honest, like I know yeah. people say that's a bad thing. For me, when it comes to slasher film, I want those stereotypes. Yeah. I know it's like my comfort food. I know what yeah. I'm getting. I want if I'm missing those, I'm disappointed. Like I, not necessarily in this, but usually it's like you're getting the boobs, you're yeah. getting the cool kills, and you're getting some stereotype characters. They're usually fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it should be noted you're not the biggest slasher fan. You like a handful of them. But a lot of the classics that I'm, I'm sure are going to be on my list wouldn't even be near your top probably 500. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll, we'll see. I, I know there's a couple you like. Yeah, but, there's but, a couple I like. But I know like some of the big ones that uh, are probably going to be higher up on my list. I know you, you didn't necessarily hate, but you were like, they were fine. They were okay for what they... I don't think you have that same love where it's like I grew up... To me, like my if it wasn't I have no for slasher films, yeah, uh, about yeah. These. yeah, I think if it wasn't for '80s slashers, I don't know if I would be the horror fan. I, I was a guy that like me and my buddies went and we rented, the, we alternated every week different Jasons, yeah, different you know whatever the Freddies, whatever all was in those, stock, and then really. you know checking out every once in a while the random ones, and then again when I got back into horror, it was like the Italian stuff. I was going and buying every Italian. Yeah, you were doing zombie stuff, for and a while, I was too. going and buying zombie stuff and every um, uh, slasher film I was yeah. getting, and again that was the glorious. <laughs> days where our dollar was high shipping was five dollars for like three hundred dollar order i would i was getting this is kyle's glory days i was getting my osap check osap checks and instead of spending on the shit i should have like food and whatever i was like 100 bucks it would, was true we i'd go to your yeah. guy's place yeah. on spring which is right around the corner from here and we're all broke yeah. at this point and I'd be like, "How is this guy buying all these?" But they were cheap movies? then. I, you, for a hundred dollars, you would get a box of twenty DVDs. Yeah, of, that's and true. And these were like the 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 special editions, Anchor Bay films that were thirty bucks in Canada. They were five six dollars there, and our dollar was on par. And shipping was like five bucks for like a huge box. You know, these days you couldn't even get three films for that price. Um, so yeah, th- those were the glory days. That was kind of like that was what got me back into horror. Maybe the yeah. <laughs> Playing tabs. <laughs> made, made me the horror fan that I was, but um, <laughs> this film was one of those part of that the, one of those orders for sure. My so. fallen soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, anyways, Maddie, you're number ninety, breaking into number the number ninety. Uh, Dead and Buried from uh, 81. Okay, yeah, cool. How cool of a mystery is this? I have this theory that uh, the gentleman, um, Freddy, who from the beginning of this movie, the opening shot, in all of these horror movies that we're talking about, is probably one of the uh, most brutally tortured dudes in all yeah, of this. that's like, true. All he crazy. wants to do is see some... Yeah, he's on the camera. Photographer <laughs> who's like just taking pictures of birds and shit. Then the girl comes along and like takes pictures. And he's like, yeah, of course I will. Why that, not? That's like that's like every yeah. man's dream. You're yeah, taking exactly. photos and some yeah. hot attractive blonde says, "Can I pose nude for you?" Yeah. What? <laughs> After watching this movie, I would say, "No, get the fuck yeah. out of here." <laughs> get the fuck. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is so cool. The effects are great. I guess Stan Winston did all the monsters on this number. And there is such an interesting mystery about what's going on in this whole town's in on it. And I always love those. Yeah. You whole town in, is in. Yeah. There is this one great scene where this family just doesn't know where they're going. They're lost. So it's like a father, a mom, and like a little mm. baby come in. And they're like, okay, they stop in a diner. And they're like, you're in on it because you see all these people were part of this guy getting tortured, like brutally at the beginning of this movie. 
And they kind of like, oh, just go up the road a bit. You get out of here. And they follow him in this uh, a house. And these people just keep piling in like yeah, zombies. Yeah. And everywhere they go, they're just and someone behind him. There's nothing scarier than a whole town. Yeah, and it. it's so tense. It's so scary. Yeah. Well, I, I think what I love about this film is it kind of has that fog setting mm-hmm. where this one it's Potter's Bluff. Where yeah, it's a like, coastal town. Yeah, exactly. I love that. There's yeah. so many. There's a handful of films that horror films that have that. Yeah, and they always work for me. And it also has one of the most famous uh, kills with the needle to oh, the eye. Poor Freddy, man. Like first he gets whipped, bound, and gagged. Then he gets burned alive. <laughs> you, you think to death, and then like no, he is still alive. Boom, needle in the eye, which is so fucking brutal. And there's also a cool mystery, too. You don't know yeah. what is actually going on because you see yeah, people yeah. die and then they're back and you're like, wait, is that what? Is that person what's back? Like, happened? you don't know what's going on yeah. with this town and why they're doing the things. So I, I think the mystery is really no cool. No one's too, safe. Yeah. And I really like the lead character as a sheriff. He's kind of like a, a bit bumbling, but kind of jealous of his wife, too, in almost like a teenage way that I thought was kind of weird for this, like, stoic dude to be, like, real jealous and kind of like, well, where are you going, sweetheart? I'm fine. I guess I'll make my own, like, almost like a, what's that word I'm looking for, where you're kind of... an asshole in a way. Maddie-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie-esque <laughs> is what you guys call it, yeah. but what do the normal people call it? <laughs> yeah, anyways, yeah, that's my 90. Uh, such a cool movie and such a cool ending as well. Yeah. My number 90 uh, from 1951, The Thing from Another World. Ooh. Uh, so uh, this is, you know, it, it remade mm-hmm. very famously. Uh, but this is a different kind of movie altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, again, this is like an expedition. Uh, scientists in the U.S. Air Force, they're basically out in the Arctic and an alien ship lands. They find like, um, you see this cool shot of them all around the Arctic. Uh, of an this. amazing shot yeah. uh, of them in this wide open space yeah. on on the On the, top of this like the spaceship, ice. yeah. Um, I almost find this is closer to alien... Yeah. Than the thing. Yeah. Even though it's yeah. uh, you know there's a remake, there, there's parallels to that, but it, it is also well, it it is technically directed by uh, Christian Nyby, who who basically did television shows. It's a Howard Hawks production, and from all accounts, yeah. he basically was there all, all, all the time. And uh, it's got the Hawks kind of like really quick. Uh, dialogue that he liked to use he uh same guy that wrote his girl friday writes this so it's got incredible dialogue i love all the characters in this like i I love the the scientist who's who's basically just out for science and 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 is gonna do whatever it takes um uh, you know and basically becomes a villain because of that uh like a suave dude who's kind of like a hitting on the uh, younger girl who's the uh yeah, and scientist I, and i thought she was great in this mm. too um uh margaret sheridan was her name and she basically didn't make anything else mm-hmm. um yeah i i uh, i i really dug dug this uh, I, I really dig yeah. this a lot in in i watched a documentary about this like the amount of times they just open doors and shut doors open doors and shut doors there was Constantly throughout that movie, doors are being open and shut, open, open and, and shut, shut, open and shut, and it leads to this really cool scene where, like, they open a door and chaos ensues, which is kind of dope. Yeah, and 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 you you feel the labyrinth that yeah. they're in, uh, in in this base. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this because I also mm. feel like some of the dialogue is so fast. It was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it almost reminds me of a new movie, The Vast of Night, which we really liked. Uh, yeah, a little bit, eh? Uh, with the, some of the dialogue scenes where you're like, what 
what did they just say there? Yeah. That was hilarious. What the fuck? Like, yeah. but you're also trying to keep up with the plot because they're throwing that yeah. in there as well. So, um, that is my number ninety. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a nice surprise. We actually just watched yeah. it for the first time last year for the the show. Yeah, um, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It's, it was one that I've been wanting to see for the longest. It's time. It's one so. of those ones I watched. Again, kind of gets As overshadowed due to yeah. the, uh, the Carpenter. Yeah. But it's not the same movie at all. And I think that you almost have to separate oh, it, it, them. It's, there can be, yeah, they're completely different. And I think really like do. older, you know, the, the, the older, the Joe Dante's and John Carpenter's love it. But I think people our generation and definitely younger don't talk about it much. Like yeah, yeah. It, it kind of, you know, yeah. if you mention the thing, it's John Carpenter's yeah. thing. Um, they And they even say like, oh, the, the, the that 2000... Uh, uh, sequel, prequel, remake, whatever to the John Carpenter one. They don't even know that there was um, a fifties version. Yeah. Right? Um, cool. Uh, my number ninety from nineteen eighty eight, Child's Play. Oh, crazy! Wow. Yeah. Okay. This, this is, is high up on your list. This yeah. is a film. I think. Well, I think yeah. if a lot of people gave it a chance, they would realize no, yeah. it is that good. Like, I think it's a film because all the sequels. It it's kinda, like Freddy. They became all yeah. comedic, and sh- I don't even like a lot of part two's g- decent, but yeah. after that. I could care less. But um, yeah, this is a. I, I forgot how good this movie is and how scary mm-hmm. it is. Like, it opens up, you have uh, Brad Dourif as a serial killer mm-hmm. who gets chased, and uh, when he's and ends up, you know, getting chased in a toy store or toy factory or whatever, and he, he gets shot and he's about to die, and he does this, uh, this voodoo kind of spell mm-hmm. and transports his body, I guess, to a doll, um, which is all kind of silly and whatnot. But the way it's done, it's like really creepy. The yeah. way, like, he. The first film is more like a thriller. Like it's and not, Brad Dourif yeah, is is oh, legit. He's, so good he's fucking in this. terrifying in this, and the stuff he says is like, it's, yeah, he's like calling you fucking hard, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like it's pretty like whoa. <laughs> um, Especially coming from a kid's toy too, yeah. right? But just the the whole film, like the fir- a lot of the first kills are kind of like it's like you don't know. Well, you know the the, yeah. the killers behind it, but it's not like what it became later on, where it's yeah. like ah, this doll. Let's have a doll go around killing people. It's, it is. It's shot more like a thriller, but and there, there's some great like the moment where the the mom's looking realizes at the box no batteries and the batteries yeah, yeah pop out of the box and she yeah. realizes this whole time, like that is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And th- there's also the fact that this young boy is sleeping with this and, doll who's a yeah. serial killer. How fucked up is that when you think about it? Yeah. This doll's trying to get into his body and then the kid's getting blamed for the murders too. Like, yeah. who's going to believe that this doll... I don't... I, I was surprised how effective this is as a movie. I think there's actually some scary moments. Yeah. I think it's it's better than a lot of other slasher films that, you know, I think everyone just looks at this and sees that ah, it's a silly... Kids. stupid movie about a killer doll like how could be, that be scary but yeah why well, watch it like it it kind of proves that it can be so and it also has um uh what's in chris sarandon's the cop in it who's always fun to see oh, nice. from fright night and then uh Catherine hicks from uh the classic seventh heaven <laughs> tv series <laughs> and no it's not a classic but i i always remember seeing that show on tv <laughs> I think it's like they were a Catholic or he was a preacher or something, her husband. Anyways, whatever. That's what I knew her from. But uh, yeah, no, she's good in this too as, uh, you know, this mother that has to, doesn't believe in, like, I don't know, seeing this mother thinking that her kid maybe possibly killed these people, but then the realization and like, and then fighting for her survival. Yeah, there's just some great terrifying stuff. I think there's a movie again, like, Forget about the sequels. Watch this one and go in with an open mind. I think you'll be surprised. Forget how about like it the is. Uh, yeah. five, 
eight sequels afterwards. Yeah, like I, yeah. yeah. I think once they got to the seed and, and the and they introduced the bride, uh, the, the bride. Bride's the best stuff. one, but yeah, oh. that's, that's your favorite. I, yeah. Oh god. I, uh, I yeah. I uh, when was the last time you watched this, Maddie? Uh, when did we do our episode? Yeah, maybe about like six ago. years ago. That, yeah. I think that's when it first because I remember thinking yeah. the same thing, and then that was the episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is actually mm-hmm. quite good. I think part two is pretty good too, but but part even by part two, it got to the point where it's like, what kills he's gonna do? Yeah, what is gonna come out of his mouth? Whereas I think the, the first comedy. film is more about like scares. Yeah, it's actually kind of scary at awesome. times. So, Maddie, all right, I got another Fluchi. Fluchi, right? How do you say Fucci. it? Fucci. Fluchi. Fluchi? Fucci? Fucci, yeah. <laughs> okay. F- F-U-L-C-I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 89, The Beyond from uh, 81. Nice. How nihilistic is this movie? And speaking of uh, being tortured, maybe Freddy from Dead and Buried got it bad, but what was the guy's name, the warlock in this? Schweck? Schweiky? <laughs> He got it pretty fucking bad too. He gets whipped with chains. Yep. He gets crucified to a brick wall. Yeah, but and some then, people like, pay good money for that. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. It didn't look like he was the, enjoying that. The opening of this is awesome, is right? It is fucking amazing. And you have no idea what you're watching. It's just kind of a raw because he's like getting like these chains. And these chains are taking great hunks effects of too. Flesh. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, hunks of flesh out of them. I have it written down that like this movie is like a quarter splatter film. A quarter animals run amok, a quarter uh, zombie film, and a quarter haunted house film. Yeah, it's all the best of these four elements in this movie. I don't really understand the plot. It's, and it's I don't yeah. care. It's awesome. Just watching this is insane. There's no bad parts. I, it's a nightmare on screen, right? Like yeah. I think, yeah. and I know you you struggle that none of his movies mm-hmm. have plots or make sense. But I think in this I case, I almost accept I, it because like th- there's some of that. There's th- so many great set pieces. I I know some people struggle too because you'll get a death like the spiders eating, and yeah. then most people would like cut, and he's like, no. I'm going to stick the yeah. camera there, and you're going to watch for fucking 10 minutes or whatever it is oh, that's while these awesome. spiders slowly walk and eat it. I actually like that stuff. So the, mm. the I'll, I'll kind of, I guess I'll, I'll, the thing I don't like about this is sometimes he just like throws out logic, like that he zooms in on a, on a, on a head and then shoots somebody in the chest. Hmm. Yeah. Like there's actual like formal technique that he's excellent at. That occasionally he just throws at the window, like I don't fuck whatever. The- I guess you talk about like he's like uh, hitting some of these zombies in the chest with his slugs, and then like I don't want to give anything away, but there's like a character you didn't think is going to get her head blown off. Boom! There's a headshot, and her head explodes like a pineapple. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. But the whole th- yeah. scene before that, I was like, "What is going on? They yeah. know how this fucking works, and mm-hmm. why is he zooming in on their heads if mm-hmm. he's going to shoot them? Like it's just like a a, a mistake." As a as a as re- director, and he has a bunch of these things that he'll occasionally just like be. La- it seems just lazy, like yeah. Um, but the good stuff. This is very. I, I like this more than zombie, <laughs> yeah. actually, uh, as well. And again, he understands even where he's shooting. Like zombie is cool because he's shooting on this like a remote desert island with all these like uh, New Orleans is incredible in this. New Orleans is a different character in this. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Even like the uh, plantation house that they're in, that's the uh, gateway to uh, hell or the fuck it is. It's a great design yeah. and set. Yeah, there's there's so much. Yeah, I want to fucking love his movies because there's so much I, I like. And I know plot isn't a big thing, but talk about a fucking awesome ending. Like it just yeah. goes from like, yeah. what the fuck am I watching to like. Oh, what the fuck did I just watch? What just happened? I'll say, yeah. I think his movies are about being mm. in the right mood because even when I revisit them this time, 
I don't know if I was in the right mood. Whereas I think if I watched these in October and I got the fall feel, yeah, you got and the, that uh, I, I think that I would eat this on. atmosphere. Like, so I, I think it's this like one's a, more of a fall, fall movie than yeah. zombies. Yeah. Zombies, no zombies, zombies, zombies summer. Summer. But I'm thinking like yeah. this one, City of Living Dead, like a lot of his kind of nightmarish movies. I, I just feel like. I think if I watched them and we we did this after October, it might have been different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like City of the Living Dead, where I, where more I put these. Of these kind of things. So yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. City of the Living right. Dead kind of has a bit a bit more. It's like the combination of the two because it has yeah. that nightmarish stuff doesn't make sense, but it also kind of has a plot that you can follow. Whereas this movie, you can't follow. It's just yeah. like I don't yeah. know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. There's. Amazing yeah. set piece after amazing set piece, and and yeah. There's that one scene in the morgue too. Like, why would you put a vat of acid that high up? It's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, none of, yeah, it's so dumb, but it's like this is awesome. I'm glad that that yeah. vat of acid was right <laughs> yeah. there, and I I want to see it slowly drip on that person's yeah. head. Uh, it's great. Um, all right. So my number eighty nine from twenty nineteen. <gasps> Uh, ready or not? Oh, awesome! Um, wow, yeah. I I uh, yeah. I kept messing with my list and 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 you know we did our top twenty five yeah. of that decade, and I think at that time you guys were surprised how high I had that on my. How top high did you have it up on this? It was like five or no? It was probably like fifteen or something. I okay. think Kyle was surprised at how yeah. high I had yeah. it up on my list. So, are you saying the fourteen movies above this are going to be on your top one hundred, or did you uh, did this even go up more thinking about it? Uh, I think it didn't go up more. Oh wow! Um, so, but there there's a couple order things that maybe yeah. changed, but overall, like I, I just think this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the the same thing that I that, that occasionally is I don't know if the the dialogue is as badass as they think it is but she's fucking badass yeah. in it and and uh, Brody. Adam Brody is yeah. Adam Brody is fantastic in it uh, the this the beginning of the Brodesance yeah. uh, that we're kid yeah. kid detective will, and hopefully we'll get more and more of those kind of things because uh, he's fucking awesome and and overall the whole cast is great Andy McDowell's mm-hmm. great uh, Melanie uh, Scorfano is really funny in it and um, I think it's just it's a this yeah. is a fun movie, yeah, it is. guys. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Even the maids are just there for like <laughs> fodder. Like you know, nothing. Know. They're good pretty is much going the red-shirted Star yeah. Trek guys. I don't even watch Star Trek, but I get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and the ending is like, what the fuck happens in this ending? Which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen. I talked to someone and like they didn't like that. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like it. Yeah, the ending kind of the pulls the whole movie. Oh yeah, the, without that me. ending, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's still great. But yeah, I love yeah. that ending. It yeah. would be a little bit more g- generic. Yeah. I think, to me, for me, this is, I, I need to revisit this. I've only seen it once. I I, I actually had it. Not in it, it wasn't anywhere near my hundred, but I had it like maybe in the two hundred section. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one I need to revisit before I can throw it in top one hundred. But yeah, uh, I did really enjoy it on first. Uh, viewing. Uh, my number eighty nine is from nineteen eighty eight. Waxwork. Oh, awesome! Oh, yeah. um, I'm a total sucker for wax museums, wax oh, museums yeah. and films. House of Wax. Uh, House of Wax with Vincent Bryce, another great one. Very close to making my list. Didn't quite, but it could have. Even the House of Wax, the the yeah, shitty two thousand remake, is 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 cool just because yeah. it has some great stuff with the wax mm. museum. Uh, this film is just a lot of fun. They go to a wax museum, but and the when you go in, if you fall into that the wax museum that's like um, I guess blocked off, gated yeah. off, 
you actually go into that world. So if there's a scene set with a werewolf, you you're fall into in this werewolf you're in the film. cabin with the werewolf. And I, I think that's why it's so much fun because like you get yeah, you get werewolves, you get mummies. That's not an anthology. Yeah, pretty much. You get yeah. Th- yeah, I think this one where he falls because there's mm-hmm. a sequel that does kind of stuff with this too. But I think yeah. this one where he goes into the black and white zombie, it's like yeah. Night Living Dead. Um the, I guess the one issue I have, like all the characters I, I like Deborah Foreman, she's great. Yeah. And she's usually great in a lot of stuff in the 80s. But a lot of the other actors, like the other characters kind of aren't the most likable. They're not the most, they kind of suck. They play it so slick though. Like they're just they're kind, kind of, of like a white uh, entitled I think, kids, I think I right? guess my, my problem is Zach yeah. Galligan, who I think yeah. other than Gremlins where he's great in, I think yeah. he's a pretty terrible actor. The yeah. other stuff I've yeah. seen him in, like he's even worse yeah. in the sequel. And 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 even even if his acting was better, I just don't think the character is that. Yeah, like it's not really a likable lead. He's kind of a dick, and you don't really no, want to see yeah, him. They are just entitled like yuppie yeah. kids, right? All like, right, yeah, it's off the list. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that being said, it doesn't matter because oh, every time yeah, they yeah. go into these like uh, what the dioramas, I guess they're called. Yeah, 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 it's fucking awesome. And I will say, and there's like a Marquis de Sade one, yeah. which plays a big part. There's a vampire one, which is very cool as well. Mm. I think all of them like have like you said it's like an anthology where they all kind of give you something different of of what they're what kind of style and whatnot. And they all are filmed differently too. They look yeah. different in a different way. What what I will say, and I don't want to say too much, but the ending of this is amazing. And if you're oh, a fan yeah. of the ending in Cabin of the Woods, yes. it's kind of yeah. the same thing where you're getting tons of cool yeah. stuff. Plant I'll just eating say. animal. Yeah. Um. I don't. Want, yeah. I don't. I don't want to give too much weight, but <laughs> all yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. And again, if if you're into '80s movies and effects and monsters and creatures, yeah. you're getting a lot of cool, a lot of that stuff in here. All right, '88 from 2001, Frailty. This oh, movie yeah. is such a uh, mind trip. It starts off with, I guess, Matthew McConaughey walking into the detective office of his Powers Booth and just saying, like, I know who is the uh, the killer that they're looking for, the uh, God's angel killer, whatever the fuck it is. And he tells the story of his youth where his dad was uh, visited by an angel and saying, you're going to take out demons for me. Or was he? Exactly. <laughs> you have no idea if his dad's crazy or if he actually is uh, a deity's uh, right-hand man killing these yeah, people. Yeah, because he's murdering like yeah. innocent people that do not look yeah. like killers, but apparently he's yeah. saying, no, these people are horrible people. You got to trust and me. An angel told me, when you take off the gloves, I can see what they've done wrong. And it's just like kids like, dad, you're just killing people. And it, it, the movie just unfolds in the most beautiful this way. This was one uh, that I really wanted to rewatch. Yeah. Same. I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, and I didn't get a chance. Uh, yeah. And because guys, of that, it's it, yeah. it's not making my list. Uh, I think you would love it. Like, I had this on VHS. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, and, and had seen it multiple mm-hmm. times around when it came out and um i think it's written and directed by bill paxton, bill paxton it is. Yeah. yeah which uh, bill paxton man he was like a treasure yeah. there again a, a guy that i don't think got enough credit like people don't like he's oh, usually, everyone loved him right? no there's like, a lot of people that didn't and didn't think he was like a good actor and i think like to me he's usually the most memorable character yeah. in a lot of movies like aliens he's the best part yep near dark the best part yeah Probably Twister. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Everyone knows the cow was the best part of Twister, right? <laughs> I, that's probably like in, in a lot of ways is because of Twister that he got the uh, yeah, like oh, it's the dude, with the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's guy true, from yeah. Uh, Bill Pullman, uh, Bill Paxson, yeah, yeah. he was in Edge of, uh, Edge of Tomorrow uh, with Tom Cruise. Oh, I didn't gotta bring that. up Cruise. Oh yeah, he's great in Edge yeah. of Tomorrow as well. Well, but the thing about this frailty that yeah, like. What's really disturbing about it is this guy has his two sons helping him mm. with these murders. It's not like he's doing it and they're kind of... They are there. They're like a part a... of it. And he makes Matthew McConaughey, the, the kid, he has to wear a shirt 
the whole time he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, which is a bit of a crime. I mean, against Matthew McConaughey. That's a... He can't breathe. Yeah. He's always like, I yeah. can't breathe, Dad. Like, my, my, it might have been more well-known he, He's got those nipple gills. <laughs> Ripping through the shirt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might have been more successful if he just let Matthew McConaughey breathe. But um, Yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm with Adam. I, I, this is another one that I wish I had time to revisit. It might have snu- It might yeah. have been in there because I remember. I remember awesome. being a great film. And again, I, I love that it's like it's such an interesting story. Like, is it psychological or and is the story is unfolding yeah. with the detective Booth and uh, Matthew McConaughey is so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. And again, what, yeah, another film that was done like on no budget. Like mm-hmm. that was both like, Powers yeah. Booth and Bill Paxton. R.I.P. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. Side, uh, Oliver, rest <laughs> in peace. Uh, so my number 88 is from 1985, Tom Holland's Fright Night. Sweet. Um, so this is almost the most 80s thing you can almost yeah. get. Um, nobody believes the teenager that that he's discovered the new neighbor is an actual vampire, and he goes into... He's got to go to the space. most reliable source, which is a cable news. Yeah, uh, who, uh, yeah. honest, uh, McDowell in this is just... Uh, he's great, right? It, it, Roddy McDowell in this yeah, is, is, is crazy, and he kind of exudes that thing that we got a little bit of that as our, our kids, where you'd actually see those hosts yeah. of yeah. those movies. I think in America it was bigger. I wish we got more of it we, Canada, Yeah, we didn't get much. Like well, Maybe we had like uh, Bill um, Briggs or Bob Briggs. Yeah, like it, it, you had a Saturday in the movies, the TVO mm. show would have. You'd see Elvira once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But like in the States, it, it was basically over by in the 80s as well. Yeah, right? yeah, like, okay. it, so, you know, dialing for dollars and all that shit, <laughs> that was out the window. <laughs> I, I like, I honestly got to know these things because of like SCTV parody yeah. as much as anything and I guess else. Gre- Gremlins 2, they were parodying. Yeah, they have I that. Guess Fright Night. And, and so you have yeah. that. But yeah, just this is. This is like just a fun '80s flick. Well, it's kind of uh, like Hitchcock's Rear Window, but with a vampire. Like he yeah, sees yeah. his neighbor across the street murder someone, yeah, very, and no very, one believes mm-hmm. him. And or or like probably most of our number one horror movie, Disturbia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> with Sheila LaBeouf. LaBeouf cake. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's my yeah. number eighty-eight. Uh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, my number eighty-eight is uh, actually a nice follow-up to Waxwork. Uh, from 2011, The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, interesting. One of the few <laughs> newer films, even though it is now 10 years old yeah. on my list. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm cool. Cowabunga, right? <laughs> Sometimes Hang you got you to say YOLO and put like a newer movie on your list every now and again. Yeah, this, this is for the, the fans. This is for the yeah. kids out there. You know what I mean? For I all know. y'all to get crunked on. I, mean, I, I kind of didn't want to put it in because Joss Whedon, fuck that guy, wrote this. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun kind of parody on all like the horror tropes. Uh, these people go up to a cabin, and you mm-hmm. find out that secretly there's like this government. I guess I think it's government run yeah. or secret society. Uh, and I guess every year, all these people around the world they have to sacrifice a bunch of people. Yeah, they have to sacrifice some humans, and like they pull the, the their names that or they do. Yeah. They're voting on like who's going to die first, and they pull their names yeah. like of who gets what. Mm-hmm. Like how are they going to get murdered? And you know, for a horror fan, it's like a horror fan's wet dream. Like That's awesome. when they go to the basement, you see all like you see the the cube from kind of like a, a knockoff the cube from yeah. Hellraiser. You see all these different uh, accessories from horror horror movies that you know. Uh, how they're going to get off. Yeah, exactly. But it, and it's just it's fun and it plays with those yeah. tropes. Like you find out well, why is the the blonde ditzy, even though she shouldn't yeah. be. Why is this 
Guy why turning she, into a jock douchebag. Yeah, exactly. Like why is she, you know, going to do a strip, strip yeah. tease or whatever? Uh, so I, I thought it's just a fascinating uh, take on all this. Like, I, I would rather watch this than like some of the meta stuff, like Scream or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, this works uh, better. Yeah, I think this does work yeah. better um, as well. And then, uh, without saying too much, the ending, like Waxwork, oh, it goes off the is rails. Fucking in insane. The most and again, talk way. about if you're a horror fan, yeah. And you haven't seen this movie? Watch it just for those that last yeah. twenty minutes. It is insane. Um, it's everything you would want in a horror film plus more. Um, but yeah, the whole film is just uh, a lot of fun. Chris Hemsworth is in there before he was big. I think mm-hmm. the, this pre Thor Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's yeah. super tiny in this movie. Like he had, <laughs> he wasn't jacked at all. No, yeah. he hadn't started working yet. Ew. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a really fun uh, take on on horror. Yeah, it works perfectly too. Eh. Uh, 87, uh, from 2002, 28 days later. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, again, didn't make my list, but one of my greatest, uh, movie, uh, theater experiences yeah. is watching this. It was cool. I, I didn't see it with you. I saw it with Connie, I think. Yeah. I don't think. No, yeah, 2002, yeah. we probably... We were, yeah, we weren't tight at that point. We weren't, yeah. we weren't <laughs> as tight. Yeah, never. So anyways, what's great about this film is it opens up with, a, I guess, a, what's the guy, Murphy? Killian Murphy? Walking Killian through Murphy, yeah. a abandoned downtown London. With Godspeed playing. Which is insane. Like, the uh, budget for this movie had to go to that. Just to shut down these streets for how long it's it takes to film. Five and six a.m. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. And I, I guess it started this new uh, fast zombie craze, but it's technically not really a zombie movie because I think it's more about a rage virus than it is yeah. like a reanimation of the dead. I guess that's just pedantic. It doesn't really matter. But what's cool about this is like it's terrifying about the zombies, and then as it goes further and further. The humans are the terrifying ones in the great way. Yeah, the, the last yeah. half it kind of turns, and, yeah. and that's why it's probably not on my list. As yeah, well. like oh, I, I get I it. That's kind of like part. it has. Yeah. It's kind of like the Day of the Dead yeah. type film. But um, yeah. I, I also, I kind of want to find what the best version of this is. Like I have a DVD, and and I it, have the Blu-ray. But yeah, you're not going to notice much of a difference because this yeah. was shot like early digital. shitty digital yeah. cameras. So. Yeah. And it looks so cool when he's on the streets, but I remember the like the scenes in the lab were like almost yeah, it incomprehensible. Gets a bit, uh, wonky. But I, this is another one, and I, I watched this maybe three or four years ago, yeah. and I hadn't seen it in a long time. Some of the f- the road trip is it, and so Brennan, gorgeous. And Brennan Gleeson's yeah. so he's good in so it. He's so good as a taxi driver. There are scenes like when like, things are going on in the background, they don't get to until you're actually in the forefront. That's mm-hmm. yeah, cool. I actually remember enjoying the sequel more 28 28 weeks weeks later which gave us uh, a whole cast of people that are now all successful um yeah it just it kind of did it took the basic story but then went a lot bigger awesome Um, yeah but it's still yeah this is still good and again who knows maybe i I think i'm so sick of zombies and maybe i would appreciate this one more not a zombie movie though (laughs) all right uh my number 88, 87. 87. My number 87 is from 1956, Don Siegel's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, the idea of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in general is yeah. just incredible. Mm-hmm. Cool what, I, what I really like about this one 
is the economics of it, mm-hmm. like the like the uh, economy of it, I should say. Um, it's just racing through. The, the, the it's you're you're not taking a second yeah. breather. It's gonna go. Okay, something is happening now. Here we go. See here this. we go. Here we go. We're gonna. Okay, there's a body on a pool table. What the fuck is this about? Mm-hmm. Um, and. You you have a great lead performance by Kevin McCarthy and everybody else in the town he is awesome. is why this movie works so well for me. It, it, the yeah. change he, he yeah. takes in his personality mm. as what's going mm. on sinks in with him is, is incredible. He's a guy that like in the past couple of months watching a lot of horror films, like mm. I feel like I've seen him in tons of stuff yeah. lately and he's, he's usually good. Um, so... Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't have a ton to say about this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a you know a, a, a very classic of the classic yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of like of the fifties. I like a lot of those sci-fi horror, but a lot of them you watch they're fun, but they're kind of goofy yeah. and silly. Like I think this one Stands still out. works as like being more than that. It's actually kind of like no, this is kind of scary. Yeah, like this one, I wouldn't be surprised if I watched again. And this is, I think, I added this to my list for Shocktober. Grab the uh, olive Blu-ray if you if you don't have it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, uh, my number eighty-seven from nineteen seventy-three, Attack of the Blind Dead. Oh, awesome! AK or Return of the Blind Dead, whatever yeah. a thousand names it has. Um, if you haven't seen the Blind Dead, any of the Blind Dead series, I highly recommend. I would say all of them are worth mm. a watch. Some are better than others, but they all kind of offer something different. Like the first film has like kind of Jalo-esque colors that's and like tombs of blind sleaze. Dead. Yeah. And then the third one is kind of like all in a ghost ship and it, yeah, like pirate ship. it's kind of got a really cool yeah. atmosphere. And then the fourth one is fun too. Like they all kind of offer something different. This one is, is my favorite. It's pretty much like Donna or um, I guess, sorry, like night of living dead with the blind dead and civ zombies like they're hold, yeah. held up in this little town eventually in like an old church and they have to fight them off really the reason you're w- watching this film though is the blind <laughs> dead the knights templar these are if i'm doing top 10 coolest villains creatures monsters yeah. on, in a horror film these guys are for sure making it what a cool story too right yeah they're, they're i guess you it opens up each one opens up and i think they change the origin yeah. story each time but yeah pretty much the knights templar uh uh, pillaged and raped and, and murdered mm-hmm. and witchcrafted terrible things. They get caught. Um, and this version, they get, uh, I think, tied up and their eyes get burnt out with out. torches. Oh. No, I think picked out. Yeah, one of them is like Packed picked out, out with birds. And this one, it's with tor- torches that burn them. But anyways, the blind dead, they come and they can't see, but they can hear the slicing and that's how they get you. Um, and there's a great scene where they're all waiting outside everywhere and they have to sneak by the blind dead without making noise kind of reminded me actually of that really the one few great scene yeah. good scenes in the army of the dead Zack Snyder's army of the dead but it's like that and at the sneak bind they got a child uh there's actually a great moment too where the the, the sleazy uh mayor guy who's like kind of the villain he actually sends the, tr- the child out to make noise so then he can get away <laughs> and get to the car um just just a great mix of characters like they're all kind of kind of terrible <laughs> a lot of them are terrible people but they're all kind of unique and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's got some cool atmosphere. It it is it is um it's not Italian. I think this is I want to say Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. It kind of, it has a lot of the sleaze. Um, for some reason, every film he feels the need to put in some unnecessarily nude scene in the first film. It's like there's a, there's a rape that's like no oh. doesn't need to be in there, and then there's like a lesbian scene that's just like in there. It's not even plot. It's like they're yeah. remembering their uh, yeah. old. Uh, you got to have that in, yeah. and I'm sure it helped 
get an audience. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just th- these films are uh, all worth a watch. The cool thing is too. I, I think only one of them's made it to Blu-ray, but I know Snaps has actually been spending years doing the first film. That's going to be coming out soon. Oh, awesome. I think uh, possibly 4K. But uh, yeah, the few people. It's again a franchise that because it's been lost on an out-of-print DVD and not enough people know about them, but I think the ones that have seen them, love them, uh, I, I actually have a, an amazing DVD set that actually comes in a coffin, which yeah. one one of my favorite sets I own. They even when it come, they all come out on Blu-ray and, and 4K. You're going to keep it? I'll probably keep it because it's so cool. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't seen any of them, they're all worth a watch, mm-hmm. and none of them are connected. They all kind of, again, feel have like their different own films. Story. They all have the, their own even style. But uh, yeah, this one is them trapped and, and fighting off uh, the blind dead and it, they're very cool they're like they're pretty much skeletons in cloaks and then they ride like skeleton horses, horses and, and slay people with swords and yeah it's great stuff uh, yeah, yeah that's a fucking dope movie Return of the Blind Dead yeah, from the 1973 awesome uh, 86 from a 1959 The House on Haunted Hill oh yeah that's this movie is such a fun uh, party atmosphere with these guys who come to this party, and it's Vincent Price saying, like, I'll give you $10,000 to spend the night. And it's an elaborate ruse to... Him and his wife yeah, who hate each other. and Playing party games. But they're so great with their back and forth. Like, do you remember my, my, my 40th birthday? You tried to poison me? Ah, the fun we used to have, eh, sweetheart? <laughs> and it opens up kind of weird Scooby-Doo-esque, where there's a bunch of, like, heads popping up on a blank screen. Like, mm-hmm. one of these people will die tonight. Who will it be? <laughs> And yeah. uh, uh, Alicia Cook Jr. Yeah. Is, uh, is, he's like the guy from uh, Rosemary's Baby. Is that the wait? No, who I wrote down? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose, he, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. He's in um, uh, Messiah of Evil. He's, yeah, he's, he's usually uh, memorable in every movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the and he's like the, the doom, doomsayer in this. Like, oh, you're gonna die. This house is haunted. I tell you. And what's great about this is everything that's going on. There is a twist. That's constantly happening. You're like, but it's like, it's like a fun Scooby Doo esque twist with like yeah. uh, moving bookcases and like people like plotting. Like, did he think he killed me? I think I think he think he killed me. So like they're trying to outsmart each other with this uh, haunted house going on, and you don't know if it's a ghost set or actually killing people or if it's a a setup, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And even the ending is kind of awesome because a big vat of acid. In this floor, for some fucking reason, you don't care. Yeah, that's how the people that's, uh, die. That's how the, the people yeah. are going to turn yeah. to skeletons pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's it's a fun ending too. It's always like tongue in cheek cheese, but in a great way. Cool. All right, from nineteen seventy four, Bob Clark's Death Dream, aka Dead of Night. Awesome. Um, this is like. The coming home movie from Vietnam, like the the that has been played a bunch of time, and they can't adjust. Except he's a fucking monkey paw kind of recreation. The mother just willed him to be alive again. He's dead. There's yeah, and it's so unsettling at times. And the lead performance is is phenomenal, but the the parents are great. Like they're. Cassavetti's actors in a lot of, a lot of stuff. They're 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 amazing in this, but they're, it's almost like a zombie flick with the Twilight Zone, but with also this pathos of actually a guy that had to go through Vietnam and had to deal with all the shit, and now they've brought him back, and he doesn't want to be there, and he's he's like, there's a scene where they're at the t- uh, at, a, at, a, at a table, 
and they're saying we 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 got the notice that you were dead and and it was a mistake he was mm. like i was dead <laughs> and then uh, he just starts smiling and then kind of like laughing a bit and then they pan out and the whole family starts laughing it's the most unsettling thing ever oh. it's not even mm. it's not even like it's there's no humor it's, it's not, not black played humor. for laugh it's 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 dark it's yeah, twisted it's, it's super fucked and and the whole movie is kind of like this you're just waiting for things to go fucked with this guy who's this living dead in the town and he needs to survive and he's decaying and uh yeah there's there's so much great subtext in other in other areas but it it and it has this weird bob clark you know, this is around the same time he did Black Christmas. And same time he's Porky's, or <laughs> it's probably like is there any of the uh, sa- same actors from like Porky's and like no. Black Christmas, or there's no. No, I don't know if there's like, any. Like meat's not in there. Like Pee Wee's no. not the uh, guy who's come back from the dead. No. no. Okay. Uh, the guy that comes back from the dead, I don't think he did much else, and he's yeah. he's phenomenal in this. Um, Have you seen this, Rod? No, I, I love. I was hoping to check I love this Bob out, Clark. Too, yeah. yeah, and I need to see this one. I haven't. Mm. Oh, so both of you haven't, haven't seen, seen it. No. I, uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 r- ridiculously good. Yeah, that's one I got to check out. Like, I don't even know how I would watch it. I don't think there's a Blu-ray. I, no, there, there is a great Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? The problem is it's from Blue Underground and everything. Well, again, I'm getting yeah. into 4K and everything they've been re-releasing that they just put out. They'll put on DV- Blu-ray and then like a year r- later put on 4K. So I'm kind of holding uh, it. I, I think I watched it on Criterion uh, channel and then I just watched a bit of... I watched some scenes yeah. while I was getting ready. Like, yeah. th- there's a bunch of these that I just saw like a year or two ago, and I just would yeah. okay. I'm just gonna watch some some of these scenes, and it, it was like, oh yeah, this one hit me. It, this is legit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, my number eighty six from 1957. Uh, either Curse or Night of the Demon, whichever oh, yeah. one you want to go Oof. by. This is the uh, Jacques Turneau. Am I saying that? Pronouncing yep. it? Probably. Uh, he's most famous. He did uh, Out of the Past and a bunch of... Um, cat people. Val Luton, yeah, cat people. I walked, I walked with, with a zombie, zombie and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, anyways, this is... Uh, if if if, uh, if you haven't seen this film, but you've seen Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, that's kind of like an unofficial... Oh, awesome. Almost remake in a sense. Whereas this one, he's this... Um, uh, he's a, a doctor psychologist. Uh, Psychologist, or anyways, what doesn't matter. He's a professor. He's he, coming. He's a smart dude. Yeah, yeah. he's coming. Uh, he, he's a nerd. <laughs> Dork, geek, spaz. Uh, he's coming to this conference uh, where they kind of like debunk um, Satanism and cults and all that kind of bullshit. Um, and uh, the, the previous guy that did this, it opens up the film and he dies by this demon creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was a big thing with the director and the producer. I think the producer pretty much forced this the creature demon in. to be shown, uh, yeah. Which I, it might it might work better without it, but I really love the look of this demon. Well, it's one of my favorite. That's I think the thing. It's like it's probably like structurally better if you don't see the demon. Except yeah. the demon is fucking great looking. Yeah, it's so he's so good. Like yeah, you know, because what the, yeah. the, this 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 uh, professor gets this curse put on him where he pretty much has three days. To live, but and you don't know, like he doesn't believe it, and you don't even know, like is this actually? Does he actually have three days, or is it all bullshit? But then stuff, weird stuff starts happening, and he starts like, maybe I actually do only have three days yeah. to live, and he has to try to like find out what he has to do to remove this curse, 
and there's like this parchment paper that was passed on to him and that may have something to do with it it's just very cool just a great looking film the demon is great the characters are fun it, it's yeah it's one of the the highlights of of the 50s for me I, I found out about this a couple years ago again another film that has been hard to find in north america i actually got it um, in, um indicator uh, put out a region free uh, blu-ray uh, and that's how I, how I grabbed it. Uh, so if you're in North America and you want to see it, that's pretty, pretty. The only way I know to have seen it, unless it's on some streaming service. But um, yeah, it's kind of been like lost for North Americans, and I, it's a shame because I think it's uh, a classic. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. great. And and again, I love all that kind of like you, Matt. You yeah. still haven't seen it yet. I haven't. No, no. no. Yeah. I think I might watch it this October. Is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, it'd be a great one to watch in October. It's a lot of fun. And again, it's not long. I think. Well, maybe it's like an hour and a half. But yeah. Doesn't Still, overstay its welcome. No, it's a, yeah. Anyways. It's exactly 96 minutes, minutes so it's six minutes too long. Ah, boom. Well, I think there is a U.S. cut that's 10 minutes shorter, but don't go with that. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, 85 from uh, 2006, Hatchet. This is a movie. Wow. Speaking of like high class movies, this is it for me. Like, I think uh, it doesn't get better than this. The uh, camera angles are quite right, and the subtext of this movie yeah. it really hits me in like like a great way. <laughs> Adam like Green is the auteur Adam of Green the, the is our trying time. to say, yeah, he's <laughs> no, it's a movie about a guy with a hatchet taking people down one by one in a New Orleans swamp. Yeah. It's fucking. I do like awesome. the swamp. <laughs> the uh, characters are so uh, unlike. I kind of like the one guy though. He's yeah, the, the of, one well, uh, protagonist. Him and his friend. The, yeah, his friend is kind of funny too. I don't know. And I even, will say yeah. I like uh, no one. No, okay. Not even Murray. Uh, Joel. Uh, yeah, uh, not even. Uh, yeah, uh, could, could save him. Actually, you know, yeah, like he's kind well, of. What about the guy running the uh, tour? And he's, yeah. you kind of find out he's bullshitting his yeah. accent and everything. <laughs> I thought he was kind of funny. It's it's a fun movie from like start to finish. I, I like I, I actually think the production design yeah. in this movie is is unbelievable. It, it it reminds me of a movie I will talk about from a different oh, era later. Pum- Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The story is pretty much a Pumpkinhead story, but it's done in a cool way. I thought. I, I think it's yeah. way to turn yeah. a Pumpkinhead. But that wasn't uh, what I was referencing. Pumpkinhead <laughs> is like totally a fucking emotional. Journey of a father. Okay, this is done. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this is pretty much a, this is a, a mindless slasher film, but it has some of the best kills. Yeah, in slasher film history, there's well, one where he grabs the jaw and rips it. I was thinking like a belt sander. Oh yeah, that, the, that, all, that, the, that, all the, the kills. Jaw one is crazy. I, I, yeah, I admit, if this is not on my list. Yeah. But I, I liked it, and it, it made like maybe the top 500 or something, just because I think the kills are that good. Even one of the funnest endings ever, too, that you're like, oh, okay, it's over. And like, oh, shit, it's not. And it awesome. does move at a pretty quick pace. Oh, I yeah. think it's like fast. Oh, yeah. like From start know. to finish, it doesn't really let up. Like, you're never bored. Yeah. But it, it's totally like you either like Adam Green and his dialogue <laughs> yeah. or you don't. Like, he's, you know. <laughs> I, I love... Fro- I think Frozen's his best oh, film. Oh, yeah, you didn't like Frozen either. No. No, because of the dialogue. Oh. See, I, okay. I love the concept of Frozen, mm. but there's so many stupid... I, li- I like the characters in that one, but yeah, anyway. Um, I, would say the no, characters I, I, I will say no Adam Green <laughs> film made my list. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, anyways, I won't, we've talked about Frozen <laughs> on this show. Um, so my number 85 is... From 2010, Martin Scorsese's Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter nice. Island. Um, so we talked about this on our 75th episode, and I I love this. And this is you, you mentioned Doctor Doctor No. Like this is mm-hmm. definitely 
influenced by movies he made with Val Luton, Cat People for sure. Yeah. But there's also The Innocent. It definitely and, does have like it, like it's a modern, but it has like a, it shot like it has that fifties feel to it. I don't yeah, know it why. definitely does. I mean, I guess it's set in the fifties, right? Yeah. But, like, and there's that like gumshoe like angle yeah. of all yeah, what's going on. he's like he. I, Shadows. I believe he's really taking a bunch of these movies that he was obsessed at with mm. the kids, and he never really. And I think you had said this before, Kyle, where like it's a different movie for Scorsese, and it's different influences, but it's it's legitimate stuff that he was obsessed yeah. with yeah. as, as a, you know a child, a sick child, as everyone mm. talks. I think Scorsese was, like grew up with a lot of genre totally. stuff. Like he's in he well he's a he's a filmmaker. That loves all of cinema. Like that guy is like an encyclopedia of film knowledge. Like I don't know if there's anyone that knows more than like Tarantino knows a lot about exploitation films and whatnot. But I think yeah. like overall like world cinema. Great, Scorsese uh, seems to uh, so Edgar Wright again wrote to Scorsese over the pandemic and said, "I want to know more about British films. I, I know the big yeah. ones. I know Lean. I know." Pressburger and yeah. Powell, but I don't know everything. Can you send me a list? And he wrote this very nice letter, basically going, "Oh, this is, this is you should check out this movie. This movie." They basically see nothing, and then he right sent that to Tarantino, and Tarantino had barely seen any of this, so they started watching them all together. And there's a podcast where they're just talking about all these movies oh, that, that Scorsese awesome. <laughs> just sent them to. So after you're done. Going through all our hundred episodes of yeah. Movie City Maniacs. Check this one out. Go and find that. They might know something like yeah. but, but they're like, really quite really. obscure. But Scorsese just knew them because you could see them on television at the well, time. He, um, he finances a lot of like restoration, uh, restoration, and, and he's kind of responsible for some of those like Criterion box sets. He kind of pushed totally, like, yeah. Some you know where they, you know maybe it's not good enough to get a Blu-ray, but here's like ten films that at least. Should be out there for world people to cinema. See. That, yeah, exactly. That yeah. even the Criterion people are like, yeah. "What? Where, yeah. where? How do you know about this?" Well, I was in a film festival in whatever year, and I got to see this once. Yeah. And, uh, amazing guy. Anyways, the film Shutter <laughs> Island is yeah. incredible. It's a great story. It's uh, there. Uh, it's spooky too, and like cast. it's yes. uh, a great mystery. You don't know what's going on. Like there is a what is happening, and, but like the location is always yeah. unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and people made a big deal about the twist. Oh fuck! Ah, it doesn't matter. Fuck you. Who cares about the twist? <laughs> yeah. Um, Leonardo Caprio is great. Yeah. He's, great. A guy, he's a guy that I didn't like because I was jealous of him in the his Titanic days and ship. Like, yeah. man, that, that guy's one of my favorite actors. Everything like he does in the past 10, 15 years is. Who else was Mark Ruffalo in this? Mark Ruffalo, yeah, yeah. who's also great. Yeah. Ben Kingsley is great in this. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Williams is great in this yeah. too, as, oh, yeah. as, as as the wife that in the the flashback scenes. And Max von uh, Sydow, uh, who I you know Ooh. have to, we'll probably talk about again on this Strange show. Brew. Uh, yeah, for uh, in Strange Brew, the yeah. the horror of horror yeah. movies. Um, he's he, you know R.I.P. Also. Yeah. Uh, we we got a lot of people that died yeah. in the last year. What yeah. the fuck, guys? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Something's been happening in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some kind of virus. Anyway, um. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, let's keep this not political, guys. <laughs> yeah, there's no virus. We know that. Move yeah. on. Next, next. One. Uh, number eighty-five <laughs> from nineteen eighty-five. Oh shit! From Larry Cohen, this stuff. Oh, this stuff. Um, this is uh. There's two 80s movies, I guess. Sorry, there's two movies from the 80s that had great effects about 
blobby, gooey creatures. Yeah. Of course, there's the blob, but then there's the stuff. Which uh, this one stars Michael Moriarty. I can never say his name. That's pretty much like a Cohen's guy, right? Like yeah. most of his films yeah, have yeah, him yeah. in this it. This is kind of like a low He's in budget. Q as well. Yeah, it's kind of like a low budget version of I the Bob. Like it doesn't have mm. as many of the effects and um, cool kills, but what's there is still really good. Yeah. There is some cool stuff in there, but this one is about this kind of alien yogurt kind of ice cream like white goo that becomes addictive and it's also kind of parasitic it turns you almost like into a zombie the vic- it's vi- the people that eat it that's victims into like these zombie like creatures before it consumes you from inside um there's just a lot of really crazy <laughs> scenes. It's obviously a comment on 80s consumerism because yeah, it's all sure. about everyone is eating this thing it's up marketed yeah and they have all these fake commercials, commercials. which is great um uh, Moriarty Mor- Mor- is is great. He's like this. I guess he's a former FBI yeah. agent who is now he's, he's a tough kid. He's like an industrial. Yeah. They they hire him. Uh, like the the competition yeah. junk food competition hires him to like what the fuck find out what yeah. this thing is made of and get rid of it. Like it's kind of killing ruining us. our uh, chocolate um, chip sales. Wait, oh, who's that guy from the SNL? Garrett Morris. Yeah. He's in this too, in the weirdest introduction in a movie ever, right? Also called Chocolate Chip. Is that his name? Oh, that's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like Otis Spunkmeyer. Is he not Otis Spunkmeyer in this movie? Maybe that's the full name. Uh, I don't know who you guys are talking about, but uh, <laughs> Garrett Morris from SNL. He's the, the guy who like pops up and they like fight for five minutes oh, for no reason. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. come great. on, man. Yeah. Um, I don't, actually don't know him from SNL. Yeah. Original you, SNL cast. You know him from oh. Two Broke Girls. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. broke girls. He no, was great in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a you real know movie. with Cat Dennings. <laughs> no, uh, I actually, I just, I, I know him from this movie, but I, I feel like I've seen him other stuff. Well, he, mm. there's a great, really memorable scene with him in this movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this movie is just crazy and fun, and uh, again, everything that I love about the yeah, 80s. it's awesome. All right, eighty four from nineteen seventy nine. In a weird way, okay, we'll talk about this. Phantasm, how great is this movie? It is awesome. The uh, atmosphere. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Kyle just looked at me like, "How great is this movie?" You looked right at me, yeah. and I just kind of looked at him like, "You're not a big fan of this movie." I don't. I know you. I are. think it's great, and I'm just not yeah. going to say too much yeah, right no, now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I am on my own. All right, there is a scene in this movie that I want to talk about where Angus Scrim is dressed as a young lady and pulls this guy into a cemetery in one of the most awkward love scenes I I've ever seen. I, too, was turned seen. on by that. <laughs> Do you think Angus Scrim... Uh, as the, uh, the tall sexy, man, yes. buys a dress for this scene? Or do you think he just kind of like, can morph with the dress? Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. What yeah. You're about do you think he actually like bought a dress or did like... What the fuck are you talking about, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about the actual character. I, I, I think he can... Uh, I would assume the costume clothes. designer would uh, probably take care of that. Yeah, but like the uh, not I think actual he can morph probably actor. into whatever. The actual like tall man. Yes, he's not okay. going out and buying clothes for no, his... Uh, yeah, he just morphed he into clothes. He can see a clothes. He yeah. time. Yeah. He can okay. okay. see a clothes. And <laughs> this movie is absolutely balls out insane. I don't even understand what the plot is. They are uh, taking people and shrinking them down and turning them into slaves. Yeah. And I know I'm not doing this movie justice. <laughs> I don't think I need to because the atmosphere is There is something crazy. about the movie that is, is unique 
the only score is, uh, there is this amazing. cool camaraderie between these two guys jamming on electric guitars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a movie. Yeah. It's like they live where like the first yeah. time you're like, why is this going on for five minutes? Yeah. Now it's like I'm looking forward to that scene, yeah. man. I love that jamming on a porn. The, yeah. <laughs> I know you, you guys have. What, do, how how many years ago did we do that phantasm? Three, four years oh, ago. Did ages. you? Did we cover all? Yeah, all five. I I bowed out of oh, the yeah, first one. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Because I was like, I have to watch another one of these. Yeah, there's five. Oh, you, of them. Wow, you didn't. Li- I thought you just like didn't love it, but you like. Wow, you didn't like it. No. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're, you're crazy. Not, not a big fan uh, of this. <laughs> like, yeah, and, you're crazy, man. Yeah, because for me, it was like I understood, like the the making of this yeah. would have been difficult, and, and, and it was made, yeah, across, across a couple years. Um, and and there's a, I give them all the credit in the world for finishing the movie, but that's all I could really do. Like there, I, I oh, man, yeah, it's crazy. We'll talk about this later. You're crazy. Yeah, but, <laughs> and even like yeah, yeah the, the spear balls. Like there's a lot going on in this movie. I like the that's spear balls. Cool. I kept waiting for the spear. Like yeah. it's not that big of a. Like it's yeah. not that big of a part of the movie. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. Like there's like they're always taken out. It's almost like the. Uh, it's only yeah. There's a couple great scenes with them. But there's Angus Grimm's the big part of this. Yeah, the, uh, the morgue's big part of well, this. Well, there's so the, many. Uh, there's like tiny cool little creatures. monsters. Yeah, there's I, a there's a lot going on. You've in this been movie. bugging me. Like yeah. I think it's mainly been you, Maddie. Yeah. Like just we watched this at Shocktober yeah. one year and. Yeah, it's a perfect yeah. Shocktober movie. Yeah, the score is one of the best horror movie scores ever. Yeah. That movie, sitting on the- no, that's <laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, I love uh, Reggie Bannister. Yeah. I love the kid. I think the kid is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. All right, <laughs> much higher up on on my list. I'm surprised it's actually that low on yours. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, your number. Yeah, it, yeah. That so, Phantasm, uh, number eight ninety nine on my list. Uh, oh wow, I'm moving up. Uh, I have no idea where that would be. I'm probably being a dickhead right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah right now. <laughs> I think it's kind of like a Lucio Fucci film in that it's like mm. it's nightmare logic and you just go with it. But like, there's so many great set pieces and Even, memorable. There's just one scene where he's and, in bed and then it pans up and the guy's just like, boy, over oh, top yeah, of it. Like, boy. yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah. So many, yeah, Tall Man is awesome. I love him. There's a reason they made fucking five of these movies, yeah. man. I'll go back. For me, it was Bubba Hotep was the closest to that dude getting on this, my list. So, yeah. hmm. Bubba Hotep, that's good. Yeah, that's was cool. on my original wow. starting. Oh list. wow, yeah, that's impressive. Actually, Bubba Hotep did not make my list. Uh, uh, just as I am not surprised. <laughs> um, okay, number eighty four. Let's 84. go. <laughs> number eighty four. The Return of the Living Dead from nineteen eighty five. Holy, right? moly. almost got the the. The right, uh, you know, 84. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I should have made this 80, uh, 85. So this is uh, something that it's just... I'm sure both of you will talk about this later. Maybe. Um, which, yeah, if, if a movie is on all three of our lists, it's getting uh, added... Automatically. To, to the... the uh, to our Maniacs. Our Maniac yeah. uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, it gets the Maniac. Well, so far there hasn't been any, which is not surprising, but uh, there's got to be, a, uh, I'm assuming, a handful. Oh, yeah, we'll get this. there. Uh, we, yeah, we'll get th- Yeah, that's kind of crazy, though. We haven't mentioned one. I'm surprised like one of us haven't had at least one. Overlap, yeah. We're, we're different people, folks. Yeah. Anyways, like it, it's a great... Uh, I have taste, and you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the Return of the Living Dead, which... Is is a just a, a fantastic one of the uh, best looking zombies 
on film. The zombies are great. The comedy is great. Mm-hmm. The cast is great. Um, you know, I love that they basically set up it's the old men are mm-hmm. the main characters <laughs> yeah. at first. And then they and and to be honest, I like it when the old men are the main yeah, main exactly. yeah. guys. Well, the the guy yeah. that runs the funeral is probably oh, my favorite awesome. character. When I revisit that, like I always like the other. I forgot like watching it this time. It's like that guy was the highlight for me. Is he's so Hal- good. Don Kafka. Oh. Okay, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's who. He's Ernie, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, let so, me ask you a question: Where do all these skeletons come from with perfect teeth? Like that, that kind of like dialogue is so good. There's great dialogue, and and yeah. what a like a. Yeah. Downer ending for the ages. Oh yeah. Well, the eighties had a lot of that. Yeah. I think I, I guess we do. No, no. I think the seventies are of are more known yeah. for that. But yeah. the eighties are usually like. I think the eighties would have a downer ending, but it, it didn't make you feel down. Like yeah. Like this movie is a downer ending, but you kind of like yeah. yeah all that, right. Awesome. That makes sense. <laughs> That's how the movie. Whereas like the seventies, you'd be like, well, because that like, like rock shit. store kicks in, like yeah. with the uh, the rain coming down. You're like all right, party. Well, I think yeah. the eighties again was full yeah. of creativity and just like mm-hmm. anything goes, but like entertaining films. Like there, mm-hmm. there, there may not be as much deeper context to a lot of these films. Yeah. There's a bunch of movies, um, like a Night of the Comet, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. didn't make my list. Yeah, but is. A, yeah. a, a ton of fun and unique. There's uniqueness to some of these things. Um, I, th- yeah. I think another genre in the action genre or something else. When I've I've revisited over the last few years, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, these actually didn't have any like director that had their voice on this. No. The horror movies totally did. Yeah. Well, again, I think the the horror was so big. And again, like even if it wasn't a huge success at the theaters, the video market was so big that they yeah. didn't even care about. Mm-hmm. It's like so they were just handing out money. To, if you had an idea, you got it made. And, and I think that the eighties was the the one. In, like that was the last time jumbo that, that video ever dollars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> jumbo dollars, call it. <laughs> it. It will never happen again. We'll never see that shit again. Stockbusters. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, fuck. Let's do coke and create a yeah. script. Sure, <laughs> awesome. Let's go with it. it it's, are you suggesting this? <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> right now. When we're done recording, let's okay, go. Okay, let's go. Let's bring back the 80s. Um, okay, my number 84. Uh, from 1960, The 13 Ghosts. Oh, awesome. This is a film I don't know why, but I love it. There's, <laughs> It's like so innocent and wholesome and silly, but I love it. It's like the, this family, they're like poor and on their down you know, down on their luck, and then all of a sudden, a knock is at the door. They, a wind blows through, literally, the curtains is a knock at the door. Hey, you just inherited, uh, you know, some great, great grandpa or whatever that you didn't know about has died. You inherited this. They inherit this house. They inherit these glasses that apparently you can see the 13 ghosts hidden in the in the house. They're not hidden. They're in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Like, one is like a lion tamer. It's like one of the ghosts is a lion, and the other <laughs> one is a, a tamer, tamer who is missing his head. And what's fun about it, this is a William Castle flick, so it's all about the experience of watching it, and yeah. thankfully they kind of replicate it on the Blu-ray where it comes with the glasses, and if you take them off... Oh, you don't see them? You don't see the ghosts. You put them on, you see them, or you can do it by button on the controller. Oh, that's awesome. Um... Yeah, it's just a silly, and it also, I guess they inherited the house, but no money, but apparently he had this money, and what did he do with it? So it kind of has that, like, there's a hidden treasure you somewhere in this it. house, uh, and then there's a there's some, I don't want to give away too much away, but then there's, like, someone's maybe trying to knock them off, 
And uh, yeah, it's just it's just fun. This is like a Sunday afternoon. There's mm-hmm. nothing at all scary about it in the slightest. Popping on with the kids. But uh, yeah, it's just Sunday afternoon, and it's so wholesome and fun. I just, I don't know. I Every time I watch this, I have a smile on my face, and it's quick, too. I think it's an hour and 20 or something. Oh, awesome. Um, now, I, I got to say, so we had a rule. Well, it's kind of an unspoken rule that we can talk about, that if you weren't an eight and above. Yeah. So this, on Letterboxd, you're right. I did give this a three and a half. I didn't go back and change it. I don't know why I gave, I, I gave it a three and a half. Like every time I watch it, I love it. And I think I originally maybe gave it a four. I think I was like, I just felt weird giving this a four because it is so like silly and wholesome. But these are maniac yeah. moments. <laughs> it, it, we're gonna it, we're gonna all give this a maniac, which I, yeah. I haven't seen this movie, so I, we can't yet. Yeah, but so. I will watch this yeah, during Shocktober. Yeah. It's a great Shocktober again. It should be a four. It'll be contested. If Every, it is. To be honest, I had this like just. I, <laughs> There's going to be an asterisk yeah. on this mania. I had this at like 103, and then it kept them going up. Yeah. And then, then I had it just making my list. And then when I was rearranging that 20, I'm like, why am I putting this? I love this film. I don't know why I gave it a three and a half. It's like I'm almost embarrassed, it's like a guilty pleasure. It's a great. I don't know. There's something about it. I love it. Um, but yes, it should be. It's, it should be at least a four. Have you seen the remake? Yeah. What do you think of the remake? Uh, it, again, it came out. Yeah. It's one of those 2000 remakes. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, okay. I, I don't remember. Okay. There, it, it, for some reason, has a huge fan base. Yeah, right now. It's because kind of like all a the, cult following. the ghosts and monsters, yeah. I guess, are cool. But I, I don't remember it being that good. Yeah. I, don't, I like the wholesomeness. I like the fifth. There's I a lot like, of uh, Matthew that I like. Lillard, actually. Should we get my, Danny on the phone? Yeah, I'm sure yeah, Danny yeah, has yeah, an opinion yeah, about yeah, this exactly. movie. <laughs> There's something about 50s movies that are just like innocent. They're quick. You don't have to worry about feeling like it's just, it's going to go by. It's a breezy movie. Mm-hmm. You have a smile on your face when it ends. There's nothing to it. That's this film. I should also mention so Danny is Maddie's brother who occasionally joins us on a shock October. Yeah, hopefully we can get him this year. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been on in ages. Eh? Yeah, he, he, I, I talked to D- Danny. Yeah. He, he's, he works at a brewery, Clifford Brewery, yeah. awesome brewery. Um, and and uh, he, they owe us money for that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, he he was gaming. He was yeah. putting his list together for Shocktober. Danny's picks and choices we all like to comment on. Uh, <laughs> well, he has some that he has some good. Yeah, so he's watching the haunting and Thirteen Ghosts, but the remakes of the haunting and Thirteen <laughs> I think, Ghosts. I think it's not necessarily what he his 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 picks. I think it's like he'll talk either up or down a movie. Yeah. And then the rating is complete opposite <laughs> of what he just said. And it's like, oh, I, I be like, oh, man, me. I haven't seen something like this forever. And it's like some schlock. We're all like, yeah. oh, man, I saw that movie. It was terrible. What yeah. and, 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 but, but it hit me so hard. And I, I can't wait to watch it 2. again. 2.5. 2.5, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to have him. COVID is kind of like it, every, it's affected the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we haven't been able to have really anyone on the show. Jimmy would be fun again. So yeah, hopefully for Shocktober we can get some friends on. More friends. Anyways, we're not we talking about Shocktober. Rid of yeah, a lot of yeah, our, yeah. our bad friends. Yeah, though, exactly. So. Check out Thirteen Ghosts now. if you uh, if you want a quick uh, breezy film. It's fun. All right, at eighty three. This is the exact opposite of quick and breezy. Uh, from a uh, two thousand eighteen Hereditary. Yeah. Tony Collette's masterpiece. I know uh, who was uh, Ajay. Um, who was the guy who directed Aster? This? Aster, I know it's his movie. She steals everything in this movie. Like, she deserves an Oscar for this, for sure. And there is something cool about the uh, miniature house, yeah. the pin miniature houses. This is one I, I, I'm mm. looking forward to rewatching because I liked but didn't 
love. I I liked yeah. uh, up until that moment. Yeah. I was like all in, and then in the end, it kind of brought me all in and brought me all. In. But I, I, I sometimes think like maybe there was just maybe I'm an idiot, and mm-hmm. there was too many concepts going on for me to digest. Uh, I, I, I love the movie. I love the ending too. Like yeah. the uh, you saw it coming. Doesn't matter. It's fucking cool. Like, and there is this one scene where the whole movie is going on this track, and it just stops dead. Yeah, and that like, scene oh, is that's fucking... insane. That's one of the, that's yeah. one of the mo- uh, you know I saw this in theater yeah. and you could feel the yeah, air get sucked out of the place. What a cool and you never thought this would happen. No, never thought it would happen. Yeah, I, 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 repeated I don't viewings. Talk. It's humorous. Yeah. <laughs> Have you okay. watched this? Mo- you did what? Rewatch I've seen it. it twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll say I really like Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't dig this. He didn't like it's, the, no, it's uh, the fine. atmosphere. It's, it's and, fine. It, 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 it's fine. And there's fun. something fun about the uh, that one girl who's like, hey, you're going through some grief? Let me uh, hang out with you and talk to you and blah, blah, I think blah. if people said like, oh, this is yeah. a cool movie. You should check it out. I'd probably like, I just think it's this movie it's overhyped. overhyped. Like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm moving closer to... To Maddie's yeah. perspective on this, where uh, originally maybe that had played. I don't know if it was that. I I just think uh, the first half like had struck me so hard, and mm-hmm. I got a little bit like, oh, now it's just following a template a little bit. But it doesn't. Why? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it does as much as mm. I thought it did. Anyways, yeah, great movie. Yeah. Um. So my number eighty three is from nineteen sixty nine. Um, the Cremator. Have either of you seen this? No. So this is from, uh, it's a, a Czechoslovakian movie, the Czech New Wave that was kind of uh, hip. I on. saw you like this, so I checked out a trailer, and I'm like, this is totally an Adam <laughs> it, it was fucking amazing. Like, the, Is there any ballet? <laughs> there's no ballet in this one. So it's basically a guy who works at a crematorium in uh, the Czech Republic, uh, just before World War II, World War II. Okay, and but he's kind of this like condescending asshole, but also seems a little bit like kind and sweet. He's got his cat he likes. He's got his family. He's all about his family. Uh, doesn't indulge in drink or smoke. LSD or, is uh, whatever his bag. Um, but the Nazis are coming, and his one friend who they fought in World War II comes to the house and says, you got this heritage. Like, you're Germanic. And he's like, I'm not Germanic. Well, you're Germanic. You're Germanic enough. And starts bringing them into um, the Nazi parties. (laughs) And at the same time, he's this megalomaniac that thinks he's the he's doing something with the crematorium that's so special and he's showing everybody what's going on there and he's ruling this but he's also like leering and weird with all the young females that are there it, the lead performance of this actor is just R- Rudolf uh, Reski I'm, I'm I'm fucking up his name it's uh, like for sure it's not the same guy from Dead and Buried not the same guy <laughs> from Dead and Buried but uh, anyways so. The editing style is so cool. It's f- this kind of fast, like, super cut, like, almost disoriented. But as he gets more and more in the Nazi party, it all starts to go together. And then he starts to be basically having to 
recognize his family because there might be Jewish blood there, oh. and he's going after them. It's oh, it's bonkers. Is, is he the main character in this? Is the whole character in oh, this? Oh, that's crazy. So you're on his side at first. He seems yeah. a little off, but you're like, oh, he's got his family or whatever. Yeah. But he seems a little off. And then he starts doing stuff to some of the employees where you're like, I don't know if that's right. That seems mm-hmm. a little bit wrong. But the, you, you, but he's pushing away from the Nazi party at first. But it, it's got that delusions of grandeur that w- was the Nazi party. Yeah, uh, yeah in, incredible. I, 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 incredible. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. interesting. But yeah, it goes... Freaking bonkers at the end. Oh yeah, and it was banned for years. Banned oh, okay. uh, be- because of how like extreme. Is this something you saw on the Criterion Channel? Yes. Oh, okay. I've had it on my list since I I was I I uh, yeah since yeah, last I October. Heard, I didn't hear. I've never heard about it. It was a friend of mine uh, that recommended it to me, and uh, he was right. <laughs> uh, my number eighty three from nineteen seventy three, Messiah of Evil. Yeah. Um, my list has kind of been mostly fun, and this is fun too. But this yeah. kind of has a, a bit of a slow burn, kind of artistic edge to it. Uh, this woman uh, comes back to this uh, little beach town again, another beach town, which I love, uh, to visit her father. And she gets to his house, and it's totally abandoned, and she doesn't know what's going on. She runs into the this group of hippies, um, and uh, they end up staying at her house. And uh, yeah, just weird stuff is going on. There's talk of a of, of a blood moon and a stranger that comes back every hundred years. Uh, it's just a great looking film. There's a couple of really amazing set pieces. Um, the, the house is uh, yeah, the, the house is cool, it's super cool. Very yeah. There's there's yeah, great looking set uh, house setting. But uh, yeah, there. I guess is it is a spoiler say they're kind of like zombie vampires in this town. Is that a spoiler? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Okay. Not with this one, yeah. But um, yeah, this is a film that's been like in public domain for so long, and it kind of no one cared about because of shitty quality releases. But it got this Blu-ray release, and it seems like the past couple of years, all of a sudden people are finding out about it, and I'm seeing it come up in a lot of high up on a it's lot of people's lists. It's definitely got like a. It's all. It's a really a slow burn atmosphere. Yeah, it, film. there's a lot of atmosphere going on. There's an, but there's also something different. Like it, it feels very seventies, like yeah. out of the sixties, yeah. being poisoned kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, I like that the the lead guy is kind of fun. He's just going around sleeping with. He's, <laughs> a he's bunch pretty. Of well, he's got two young. That women seems fall. to be like, like the one big woman, thing for you. It's yeah. like yeah. it's it's a cool guy, and he's got this like he, gaggle of women. He's bad people. Yeah, but isn't and one of the w- girls looks. She's supposed to be young, right? Like, she seems like a young girl. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, th- yeah, there's a great scene at a, in a supermarket. The, the highlight, probably the most oh, yeah. popular scene, you've seen. You've probably seen it in compilation videos and stuff, is where the the girl is watching a movie, and there's no one in the theater, and all of a sudden, one oh, person yeah, comes, yeah, one person. Yeah, yeah. And then I knew you were going. Like, that end, scene is incredible. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about this. There's, like, this, this narration... And where the woman screams and it just fucking haunts you. I think it opens and kind of ends the film too. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about this film that like works for me, and it, it just like puts me in in, in this it. movie again. I think another great film to watch in, in October, and I'm glad to kind of see that it's well, my, my myself as well that it's building this audience. That mm. A lot of people are finding out about it now that it has. It, well, even the Blu-ray though is still kind of hard to find, and pretty expensive. But I'm sure I have a feeling it's going to get. I know the. 
the guy that owns put out the Blu-ray said he found a 4K like a, a the film print. So oh, awesome. I wouldn't gonna be surprised get if it gets a, a new even, release. Yeah, an even better looking release. So yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, movies that no many people know about. I had this one from uh, 1984. It's called Gremlins. Have you guys <laughs> heard about this uh, movie? Wow, or? Gremlins this <laughs> this uh, early. I know you've yeah. put it, you've thrown a lot of heavy hitters. Pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking I didn't want to put this on my list because like, uh, is it a horror movie? Like technically, I've, yes. I've been, yeah, it's a horror movie. But is it like how do you compare this to something like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, well, I don't know. Like, it's a hard one to yeah. But if if, you, if we're including Return I, Living Dead, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. much better. Yeah. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, this movie is fucking awesome, right? Yeah, like, it's I love the monsters. I love that cute little Mogwai Gizmo. What's great about this is all the shit's going on in the background of every scene. Like when he's on the phone with his dad, they have like the uh, time machine, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to Billy, and it comes back to his dad, and the time machine's gone. They have like Robbie the robot walking around in the background. It's cool, man. Another yeah. film that Steven Spielberg didn't direct, but it totally feels like yeah, it definitely is like a Spielberg joint. Kind right? of. I, yeah. I'm giving jo- uh, Joe Dante credit here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess Joe Dante, is, but it definitely has like the the family. I don't know. I guess it is it's a lot got, scarier. It's for... got that, and it's but it never goes wondrous. Yeah. yeah. So that was the thing where I watched Poltergeist and I went, yeah, Spielberg, yeah, Spielberg. got more involved in this one because yeah. you and and it was honestly, from my in my opinion, to take away from like, it's like a heaping of sem- sentimentality that I didn't necessarily yeah. need. Where this one doesn't have that; it's not sentimental. No, it's even kind of dark in a weird way. Like she's talking about like her dad being in the chimney for Christmas, and that's how they find him like a yeah. couple of days later. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of family values in this. Well, I guess maybe with Billy and his and, yeah, mom like the, and oh yeah, Billy and his yeah. Family. yeah. There's there's yeah. a family, but it's yeah. not googly eyed yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, uh, my number eighty two from nineteen ninety seven, Cure. Uh, this is the Japanese movie uh, about the wave of gruesome murders that is sweeping uh, over Tokyo. And all they can connect it is there's an X. Have you guys oh, seen this? I haven't even heard of this. No? No, it sounds awesome. Um, so in every case, the guy that people that murder, they're right next to the vid- uh, victims, but they don't know why they're there or what happened or why they did it. And then they see the video and they're tormented because it's usually a loved one or something like that. And you're you're basically thrown into this world where these two detectives are trying to figure out what's going on um, and and they find who they think is responsible but it's not actually connected and he's this kind of like void you, like there's no real human being there um, and it, as it goes deeper it just becomes more and more of a like why are all these horrible things happening but have you seen this Kyle? No? No. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not really up on my J horror, J- Japanese horror. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this is this same guy that did Pulse. Um, okay. Um, I like I, I liked what yeah. I've seen, but I've never loved 
any Japanese horror. I don't know. I, I, maybe I haven't found the right one. Yeah, like uh, for me, uh, some of the ones like The Grudge or, or mm-hmm. Juon or or, if, uh, the, or Ringu or, or some of the ones that were yeah. the next stage, they didn't hit me. The same way that The Cure did? Even Audition, yeah. and maybe that will be on one of your, your guys' yeah. list, but like that, that's a film everyone loves, and I was like, that ah, was okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Audition is Japanese? Yes. Okay. Uh Anyways, this one, it's got a cool kind of noirish tone to it as well, but also this like supernatural aspect. And it, it, it spirals out in the end. It's got an amazing ending that basically is a blink and you miss it ending. Oh, get out of here. Like, so what's going on? This seems kind of peaceful. And it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, uh. Like, it, it, this it, does really cool. sound right up my alley. It sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, I, I think both of you would really, yeah. really like this. I, I, I honestly thought, yeah, it seems like I'm surprised I haven't even heard this. Um, So, anyways, that's my number eight. Awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of those Japanese horror too. They're they're hard. I mean, some of them are starting to get yeah, they're hard to find. find. Yeah, I think I think this might be on Arrow as well. But yeah, this is one I I don't remember hearing anything about. You said 1997. 1997 Cure. I own I own the Blu-ray. Is what he's about to say. No, but I guess yeah. I have it on my wish list. So I, maybe right, I then. read your review or something. Uh, it, it sounded interesting. Um, cool. My uh, number eighty-two from nineteen seventy-seven, Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh, awesome! Shatner. Starring William Shatner. Uh, again, Nature Gone Amok. I love this film. Uh, this is kind of it's like spiders kind of invading a town. But I, I feel like I mean it, it's it's seventies goofy. But like yeah. I feel like. Unlike like arachnophobia, some of those other ones, and you follow the spiders, and they kind of like this one seems a little bit more real. Like when the spiders, it doesn't. They're not like a spider jumping and attacking, killing someone. I feel like like it's you usually see the aftermath, and it seems a little bit more real. Like it seems like okay, if someone's they're sleeping in their hotel got invaded by hundreds of spiders, yeah, they, they would die in their bed. But yeah, it's just it's very cool, and it just it starts out kind of like you know a cow getting killed off here or there. There's a uh, one of those. What's the plane that's spraying the um, the crops? Yeah, and all of a sudden the it crashes. Duster. Yeah, crop duster because the spiders in there always doing. It. So it starts out kind of small and eventually gets to like the whole town and there's anarchy and and uh, William Shatner and this group of people end up uh, held up in a lodge. Uh, this, these spiders are and they're trying to block off any area where the spiders can come in. There's some cool like aftermath kills where you see like the body like all drained and covered in webs. Awesome. And the ending is like one of the best. I heard the ending's insane in this. The ending is is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much more, but the ending is amazing. It's just yeah, worth I, the price I, of admission. I, I, the I, kingdom I, of spiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the tarantula is crowned king. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I like I like William Shatner. Then I, yeah. I know now he's kind of become. Uh, a parody of himself, but like in the seventies, like even that Devil's Rain movie, I like. Think he did a lot of movies in Twilight Zone. He's great. Like he did a lot of genre work in the, you know, fifties, sixties, seventies. I think is a lot of fun. He's a bit over the top, but it worked in these movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's over the top, but he's kind of like a fun character yeah. to follow, and he's he's likable, really likable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a great one. All right. So speaking of Japanese horror, I'm glad we actually brought this up. Uh, Audition from uh, '99 <laughs> is on my list. I thought it was Chinese. Actually, I feel kind of bad, but like, yeah, I guess it's Takashi Miike did this movie. Yes. And what's cool about this movie is for the first hour, it just feels like a almost rom com s- single white female. Like there's something up with this dude. He's a sleaze bag, but there's something up with her too. It's, but you don't they're, know. They're almost playing it though. Yeah. Like, like why I said rom com because yeah. they're playing it. 
uh, all the cues are played cute, even yeah. though you know it's wrong. Yeah, I like to meet cute. He's kind of like, oh, I don't know. He's getting talked to into it by his kind of uh, his sleazier buddy. Buddy, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you should just do it, man. And then like, he's like, well, I don't think she's right for you. There's something up. Yeah. And then, but like, she's playing it real coy too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's waiting by the phone and she's like, oh, I didn't even think you would call. And there's like this sack in the background. You're like, yeah. What's going on with that sack? Like, there's like moments. That's when you start getting the yeah. moments. They, they, they splice them in. Yeah. Um, how this guy. Made yeah. this movie when he was making. He made three movies that year. Oh, that's well. He makes crazy. like fucking three movies every. That guy's got like a hundred something movies. Yeah, it's insane. Well, efficient. he was doing all these things that were going on, but at that point, he was getting all these great scripts. So he had three mm-hmm. movies that were like two at the Berlin Festival, yeah. one at this thing. All because no one knew who he was, but he'd been doing this for basically like five years, where he just was like yeah. running the. The care in this movie, you would never think a guy who was making three movies could do. And like, it's uh, almost flawless in a way how it's edited, how it's. uh, It doesn't feel rushed, any of it. You couldn't see the ending coming if you gave you like a couple years to figure it out. Like, it just comes at you so quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an unbelievable like. And it, actually, speaking of t- people who are tortured in movies, I think this uh, guy might get it pretty fucking bad too with the needles. I think this is the, one uh, of the yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, that to give to, but yeah, 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 yeah. Gives yeah. Mis- misery a run for its money. <laughs> yeah, and maybe there's way. something something yeah. about that connection. Yeah, and speaking of, it's one of the movies that you walk out of the scene you're like. That was fucked up. And then you're like, yeah. yeah, that was fucked up. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. Like two minutes before, that was fucked up. Like, oh, I totally forgot that this insanely fucked up thing happened because it just kind of gets more the, and more the fucked up. The way they they start to um, break down that end scene and break mm-hmm. down reality and how it mm-hmm. is and what's a dream and what's not a dream. Yeah, what's because real she changes shape constantly, yes. right? Unbelievable. Yeah. That last section is... Yeah. Something else. Like something else that maybe there isn't an equivalent in, in, in most movies ever. Yeah, you, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, num- uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, gr- yeah. A, a great choice in my books. Uh, so uh, number 81 for me is The Exorcist 3. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, like this is just, this actually I think has better characterization than The Exorcist. It really does. The, I was thinking about The Exorcist. The first 25 minutes to a half hour kind of sucks. Like, it's hard to watch. Maybe it's the uh, re-release that I watched, but like it's all about them hanging out in the desert looking for Pazuzu or whatever the fuck it is. There's a bunch of that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. That makes it. Who cares? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it kind of picks up where the first movie, not left off, but it shows where the characters from the first movie well, go. Lee, and, and who's better to yeah. play George C. Scott yeah. or Lee Cobb Jr. than George C. Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, so they're, they're interchangeable. So and, 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 like, I wanted more Lee Cobb Jr. Yeah. in The Exorcist. And now, mm-hmm. okay, well, you'll get that. You'll George get, C. But Scott. Now you get George C. Scott because Lee, Lee Cobb Jr. is dead at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, and... The greatest jump scare of all chi- time. Yeah, I, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Brad Dorf, again, give him an Oscar for that role because that like Brad Dorf is amazing. So good in that. Yeah, and there was something cool about the camaraderie between George C. Scott and I forget the other guy. Uh, his uh, 
father buddy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a nice little like they love each other, but they're too manly to actually say we love you. Like he, he's in the hospital. Like I brought uh, this is like hanging out in the garbage. I figured you might like it with the uh, stuffed animal. I yeah. I uh, we watched this yeah. together yeah. when we were in England, and and it's something I, I'd watched after that one. I mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years later. It legitimately yeah. is un- incredibly underrated because of how heralded the, uh, yeah. the original is. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll probably talk about that later. <laughs> I, I do. Th- I do think um, it's a very messy film. Like I kind of understand. I yeah, mean, and, the, and some the, of that goes back mm. to like the director film made a movie, and then the studio said, "Wait, you." This you has to have, you can't call this, because it was supposed to be called Legion and it wasn't even supposed to have an exorcist scene. And all that exorcist stuff totally feels thrown in. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my problem with it. But yeah, it is it's I get great it, for it, other It's reasons. only like five minutes near the end. It doesn't really um, detract. Anyways, my uh, number 81 uh, from 2004, I'm sure, is going to be higher up on both of your lists, probably. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I what don't know. What year did you say this from? 2004. Oh, sorry. I thought you said 1984 for a second. No. I think <laughs> you I, said 81, I, 2004. I, I think I, I'm just like expecting 80s yeah, to come through exactly. your, your mouth. Uh, Actually, I'm, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's pronounced Dawn of the Dead, you idiot. <laughs> um, that might be later on. Uh, no, yeah, this is a it's it's a fun film. I like yeah, uh, I love awesome. the uh, camaraderie between uh, Sean and Ed. Yeah. And, it's it's one of those films that like when you go back the comedy actually works. I still really like Zombieland, but mm-hmm. revisiting that, it's not as doesn't hold up as well. Whereas no. this one does, uh, and I also think what what makes this one work more than a lot of other horror comedies is like the there is horror elements there. Like there's some moments where shit does get real. It, there's some emo, emo, uh, emotional scenes where people mm-hmm. like die. And yeah, it's just uh, it uh, it does that nice mix, which I think is really hard to do mm-hmm. to do a comedy. But also have some effective scary moments, and and, and the cast is great too. Even all the supporting that there people. is like a Queen number that is like a danced out. What's that called when they do a dance uh, choreographed to a Queen song in a uh, bar? And your top hundred horror movies, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. There's no way. Then you're like, oh wow, all right, I'm wrong. This is fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. There's too. so many moments that you yeah. can pull out, and you're like, even that they're. They have to kill the zombie. They don't have anything, so yeah. they pull the record collection. But yeah. they're like, "Oh wait, no, I got to keep that." Yeah, exactly. So they're just throwing the shitty records. I don't know. It's a it's a great uh, mm. horror comedy from the yeah. 2000s. It works perfectly, doesn't it? Um, I, I guess that's, that's part it, right? one. Yeah, oh, part one. Wow, part one. Uh, uh, so one hundred eighty one. We look forward to coming back for uh, 80 to uh, 61 next week. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail. Or uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, just search Movie Saint Maniacs. We have a group page and a like page. And I'm I'm trying my damnedest to get the Instagram <laughs> going. Movie City Maniacs on Instagram. The Instagrams. All right, everybody, stay scared. <laughs>